Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Yo, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Put fit first with Third Love, guys. Third <gasps> Love uses real women's measurements to create bras that will simply fit you better. Available in sizes AA through G and exclusive half cup sizes, you can try one of Third Love's 24-7 bras free for 30 days. If it's not your new favorite, return or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF now and try Third Love free for 30 days. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash GWF. They're really punching through things because this is, Third Love came up organically in conversation at a weekend getaway that I was at with my friends who don't do comedy. <gasps> Hell yeah, third yeah, love. Yeah, third love. You doing you. Come you see us live. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia on Friday, August 11th. Uh, there was initially one show. You guys have bought so many tickets that we now did two shows. There's an 8 p.m. and a 10 p.m. show. It's at the Victoria Free House. I'm headlining. James is featuring. Use code Alfred for $15 tickets. And I think like the 8 p.m. is almost sold out. So if you're thinking of coming, buy those tickets ASAP. Um, Um, And the 10 o'clock has like 20 tickets left. Uh, Then the next day, Baltimore, Saturday, August 12th at 9 p.m. I'm going to be at a restaurant called Joe Squared. Again, same thing. uh, Me headlining James featuring Code Alfred for $15 tickets. And Paul is going to be there. So that's like a celebrity event. Yo, you in the Hamptons? Why are you so rich? Uh, come see <laughs> us Wednesday, August 16th. We're doing a free show at Rush Meyers in Montauk. We're very excited. Get there early. And then on Saturday, August 26th, Wendy Starling and I are co-hosting the two-year anniversary of Glamour Puss. We're so fucking excited. This show's going to be nuts. It's at Zinc Bar, as always, 82 West 3rd Street in the West Village. Tickets are 15 bucks. You're going to want to miss this one because we're going to do a lot of weird shit. Right. And Glamour, I mean, and uh, Nacho Bitches, what, what, when did I say that was? The week after? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the 31st or something. I don't know. Nacho Bitches is happening. You know, just look at my shit and you'll find it. Use code Nacho for $10 tickets. It's co-hosted by me and Blair Saki. It's really fucking fun. Uh, and then Toronto, Canada, September 21st through the 22nd, we're going to be at Just for Laughs in Toronto, Montreal sold out all our fucking shows. Oh, I have to show my titties on it. So don't make them look bad. Are, you can't I said I would. It's not. Legal. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna do a little smiley faces over. Oh, because I was like, I was like, believe me, I've tried to put nudity on there a lot of times. Mm. Uh, you have to do like a pay one. Kern, you want to look good in your underwear and be comfortable, right? Yes. It's a hard balance to find, but the you know the perfect balance. Oh, <laughs> the perfect balance is hard to find, but you shouldn't sacrifice style or comfort. Okay, so I want you to do me a favor. I want you to check out MeUndies. August is National Underwear Month, and to celebrate, MeUndies is making it easier than ever to try the world's most comfortable underwear by giving you a risk-free guarantee all National Underwear Month long. If you don't love your MeUndies, they are free, but you're going to love them. Undies are made, uh, MeUndies are made from the Lensing Micromodal, a sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric that's proven to be three times softer then cotton. Micromodal is an all-natural, breathable, eco-friendly fabric extruded from Australi- Austra- Australian beach trees that actually inhibits odor. Just soft, cool, and cozy MeUndies. MeUndies are so comfortable you'll forget that they're sexy. 
They're so sexy. They aren't just made for those who see them. They're made for those who wear them. And for the ladies, MeUndies featuring features soft black seams that minimalize, minimalize slippage without sacrificing style. And they're super comfy. And in every cut, bikini, thong, boy short, or cheeky brief. All National Underwear Month long, you can feel them for yourself risk-free. It's simple. If you don't love MeUndies, they're free. Now until August 31st, get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash gwf that is meundies.com slash gwf and just one more guys you don't need to spend a fortune to get the rest you need great sleep starts with the right sheets and they're more affordable than you think with bowl and branch what makes them unique is each sheet is crafted from 100 organic cotton that means bowl and branch sheets not only feel incredible but also look amazing and since bowl and branch sells exclusively online you don't pay that expensive retail markup that's half the price for twice the quality you'll love these sheets try them for 30 nights and see for yourself uh anyone who sleeps on Bull and Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews. The New York Times, Forbes, and the Wall Street Journal rave about them. And even three U.S. presidents have Bull and Branch sheets. But not Trump. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's not I actually verified. Um, no, I'm just saying. It's but like I gotta say, these them. sheets are really great. They come in a really cute box. And I think they're a really uh, great gift to get for like that person in your life or that like, especially like old people when you're like, I don't know what the fuck to get my parents yeah, for their anniversary. but nice sheets. Holy shit, it feels so good to go to bed in yeah. a nice soft and it's kind of a kinky gift without being totally inappropriate because it can be like a wink wink but it's not like gross when like your stepmom gets you lingerie okay. also no one wants to buy sheets so if you buy them for somebody or if you, it's so easy you just get them online yeah and you it's something that people everyone wants nice sheets but I think a lot of people aren't willing to spend that money on themselves and then like fucking go to like a Marshalls or something. <laughs> yeah, sleep on the sheets you deserve. So go to bullandbranch.com today and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping in the US when you use promo code GWF. That's $50 off plus free shipping in the US right now at Bowl and Branch. It's B-O-L-L and branch like a tree branch.com. If anybody tells us that they hate the ads again, I mean, only like two people. Who have. said that? I, I actually only Twitter. saw compliments about the ads. Yeah, me too. It's uh, like, it's so funny. It's like the two people. You know what? It's it's exactly like, what happened. Would you go to your job for free in your office? It's exactly what happened when Blink-182 started getting successful and everyone's like, they fucking sold out. It's like- How they sell out? It's really- un- They did commercials Because they songs. started <laughs> making money. But it's like, I think it's really unfair because uh, artists are so often like, just do it for the art. Yeah, guys, we were doing yeah, it for no the art shit. for a fucking decade. And then I didn't want to- live in an apartment infested with mice anymore a mouse what a bitch ran across my pillow dude there was some that's days too much corinne did not get any sleep that's they were too like, much i missed a dinner with my mom because i had no sleep and i couldn't even keep my calendar in my head and then she called me and it made me cry because oh, i was yeah, so sad you were so sleep deprived too okay guys so just let us do the fucking ads um for the two people that have <laughs> criticized us Whatever. Don't think I don't forget. I know Christina gets very you get very sensitive. Like if anyone says anything I just, negative, I, I get. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I I just know how wrong they are, and I want them to know. I know. <laughs> Mostly everyone says negative things all the time, and I just like. I'm like, ah, eh, well, that's fine. I don't care. We're doing. How are you doing? Everything is good. Uh, really good. Uh, so James, he has he doesn't work at his like day job anymore. Oh. Um. I mean, not like a you know conscious choice, but but we won't need to talk about that. Uh. And I was 
and I was kind of like worried uh, that he was going to be spending like too much time around because he doesn't live with me. But I mean, he basically the past like month plus has been living at me and like kind of been my house boyfriend. Uh, and but you mean your live in boyfriend like that or like, no, I mean like, you know, like the saying house husband, like stay at home husband. Oh, 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 oh. Which is my secret dream that I try not to express to people too much. Cause I no. want them to follow their dreams and he's fucking killing it. He's been like, he's actually, I'm having more of a, a bombing a uh, couple weeks in my career. I, I need to write fresh jokes, but he's been fucking killing it. Awesome. Uh, and he's so funny and, uh, I feel well, it's just more like I feel like I always uh, talk or like make fun of him on the podcast. Right. And I know and I don't mean to always do that, but it's just like I feel uncomfortable sharing um, good stuff about him because mm-hmm. like that's my thing. And I don't really want to share that with other people yeah. uh, because then it somehow tarnishes it for me. I kind of wrote about this in the book. It's a weird thing. Like when I share things with other people, it ruins yeah. them for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I so get that though. Podcast was a nightmare idea from the beginning, obviously. Your fucking <laughs> idea, bitch. Yeah. And I was really worried about like him spending too much time around me and that I wasn't gonna like him because I have an intense fear of living with someone I understand I that don't want people in my space I think it's I think people who live together like are I truly think it's crazy which I've talked about many yeah, times yeah I mean Stephen and I live together and we work from home all day yeah and I we think that's really insane. don't it doesn't bother me that much. It's just every once in a while, I just need to be alone in a room for once. The key with you guys, though, is you have the duplex. Yes. That's a key. Huge. I think that's, yeah, if I could, someone could be on a different level and like I couldn't see their face. Yeah. No matter what direction I looked in without opening or closing a door, I think that would be great. And yeah, and I was talking to my friend uh, Rosebud and I was just kind of, and she was like, oh, how are you guys doing? Just, you know, and I was like, uh, we're actually doing great because I can't, uh, I can't believe that I like, like, you know, it's like when you find out you like your boyfriend. Well, when I moved in with Steven, I was years, like, oh, I really hope this goes. It could either it could go one of two ways. Sure. Move in. Right. Sure. And it went the good way with yeah. him and I. So I was like, whew, thank God, because yeah. it could have gone because two people can still love each other and be compatible, but also just not live well together. And that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, because I've been trying to get a better like asking for specifically what I need. And I was like, what yeah. I need for you is like, I need like, I need someone to take care of me right now. Like, honestly, I was like, we're so busy all the time. I feel like I'm running around constantly. Mm-hmm. I need like the, those like mom things in my life taken care of yeah. because I go home. My apartment's just in complete disarray. Uh, I need like, my plants are dying. Yeah. I don't want them to die. I don't like that. I want to make sure that Alfred's getting an appropriate amount of time where he feels loved. And, you know, some people are very weird about their dog. Like they don't want any, I think Alfred honestly likes James better than me now, but he was still very excited when we got home from Montreal. Oh yeah. He ran out into the hallway and it was like, he was, it was like, he was the town crier and telling everyone (laughs) on my floor that I was home. He ran up and down the hallway and was barking (gasps) And Aww. like just letting everyone know it was like a glorious day. And then James did feel bad because he's like, I didn't get a welcome like that. And I was like, well, I'm still his mom. Yeah, at the end you're of his the day. mother. You're, but he he maybe sees James as like the litter mate kind of dynamic. That's my dad was telling me when he got his dog trained that that was his role. And my mother was more of the master. Well, I'm going to cuddle. I, Alfred knows like when I come home, he's going to get cuddled and stroked. And I'm going to tell him he's the cutest boy in the whole world. And like James is going to play a rough game of tug of war with him mm-hmm. and run around the apartment 
apartment and like can so we get the best of both worlds yeah Yeah. so it's great but yeah i just like i i i and this is like james didn't like pay me to do this or anything he doesn't fucking pay you to do what say nice things about. oh i know that he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway which is one of my favorite qualities that's awesome that's good i can say anything i want to um but he uh yeah, I uh, and and, and nice. when you, but when you do get that support, it's like, oh man, like like when Stephen fucking FedEx our book, I was like, they, it just it mean it means it, it, it the attraction is um on it takes it to another level because it's like God, I respect it. like thank you for being so supportive and wonderful and well, know. I think it's also like sometimes as like you know kind of being a feminist or a strong woman, you're like I you want to do everything yourself. Don't ask for help, and yeah. I don't want to admit that I some like things like I just need to be kind of like taken care of because everyone's like it's like yeah, I could have done all that myself. You would have driven yourself nuts, but it's like a lot nicer to have someone do that for you, you know. And then I walked outside uh, to go to the gym, and uh, you know, a guy said to me you have great legs and I said ew and then he said uh want you just try black dick and I'm thinking in my head Whoa. you obviously don't know me at all because that was all I, I tried was it for bro. a while that was all I was doing for a while and it was great thumbs up but you know what dick doesn't make everything so no you know <sighs> not at all it's just not you know nice to not be catcalled um but yeah that's it I, I don't know I've catcalled in a really long time yeah well I mean mm, I, 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 there's something that I specifically hate more than anything about being cat called in workout gear. Cause it's Ugh. like, I am trying to better myself and I am so mad at you. I'm extra mad you. at you right now. Uh, yeah. I'm extra mad at all of them. Well, I get like the drunk bro. I'll just like be outside smoking a cigarette and they'll try They'll like tease me. I'm like, I, I will put the cigarette out in your eye. I don't care. Why will they tease you? How they'll so? just be like, "Oh, oh, you, oh, you didn't go out tonight." It happens to me all that. That's one thing that happens to me. Is you I mean, didn't go out. Tonight. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> they're fun shaming you. <laughs> well, no, it would be like 3 a.m. and I'm so. But like when we're writing the book, yeah. like the book edit, I always write the book at like between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m. I swear to God, guys, if you don't buy this fucking book, oh, I will we work come to your house so hard. It's really good, but um. But, you know, I would be I'm sober. I'm not drinking when I'm writing yeah. a book because I'm really trying to concentrate and focus. And so I'll go outside just to like I'll smoke a cigarette, but I just want to like not be inside for a second. And then a, a lot of the dudes and some of the girls, but mostly the dudes are like, well, no one to go out with later. You want to come back to my place? I'm like, I would rather eat my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's your go to a lot. Eat my shoe. Yeah, you talk. I have a joke That's where the, you eat yeah, your shoe as well. I do. I don't know why. I wonder, <laughs> like you, do like maybe a, in a past life I died from eating a shoe. Like a what a dumb fear bitch of eating a shoe. No, because I would just not eat the shoe. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. I must have died from that. Maybe like life. you were in, a, in some Damn in some it. kind of internment camp and they force fed you your own shoe. <gasps> maybe that really triggered me right now. There so you go. Maybe you're right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, Let's I read just, some emails. Was, this email. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Well, I, I don't know. When you said triggered, it reminded me of a conversation I had in Montreal. And I don't know. like With who? I don't think this was said to me in like in privacy, but a girl did come up to me. And I don't want you to think I'm making fun of you, but I definitely am. Um, it, She came well, up to me and she was like, there's a restaurant named Egg Slut. Uh, do you think that's okay? And oh, I go... Yeah. yeah, I think that's okay. And she was just like, I just felt kind of triggered by it. And I go... No, no, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> and I, and I, she was like, okay. Well, I just think it's like, I think it's like, I, I, it's well, a, that's fucking, that's a little much. Well, I'm glad it happened because of course. I think it's good to sometimes check in with ourselves. It's like, when are we taking a quality too far? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, no, but that's not even a, to it's me. Not that's a not quality. a quality. It's that's not, not a quality at all. That is, um, that's being overly sensitive. I really think because and I and I and I've always my whole I've always been hesitant to say that because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings ever. Fuck that. You're being a little too sensitive. Right. And I could have unless I someone specifically called you an egg slut as they were doing something horrible to you. If someone was maybe I would get if someone that. was like raping you while stuffing yeah. eggs into your mouth, I can understand being triggered by it. But I did yeah, ask her yeah. about that. And that was not. And oh, even, really? And even still, it was, like, she, was she sexually assaulted? Was no, she, she just she just said she got called a slut. So did I. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, uh, that's why we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> Make some money off that bitch. <laughs> um, no. Turn uh, tricks, bitch. No, no, no. But then, uh, but, but I mean, the thing is, it's like, but I was, my kind of response was, well, you can be a, men- a slut for many things. And I was like, number one, I don't think anything is wrong with the word slut. True, truly. Yeah. And number two, uh, I'm an egg slut for sure. I fucking love eggs. I, I have three bags of boiled eggs. In my eggs are, are my favorite food. They are. Because it, it's one thing that I enjoy eating Anyway, what yeah. there's not any. I can't oh my even god! Think of another food that anyway I've ever had it. Well, uh, actually, I fucking Corn. hate. No, I hate huevos rancheros. I just remember oh, I that. love huevos. Huevos. I well, I hate, hate when the, the egg white is runny because it's like no, 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 no. I gotta don't pick that like part. when breakfast is mixed with a non-breakfast food. I don't salsa and eggs. In my opinion, mm. do not go together. Give me, um, give me a breakfast burrito though. Great, but just no salsa with it. Just guacamole we could do because that's avocado can be breakfast. What a picky bitch. I'm actually not picky at all, but that's just one You're thing really that not. I really just can't handle. Okay. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Read this email. Sugar daddy cheated on me with my mom. <laughs> okay. Mm. Hey, girls, my name's... Nah, I'm not going to say it. Recently turned 18. I keep getting my heart broken. I'll try my best to make this story short. I've been single for about four years till I met this guy and got into a, quote, relationship. He never became my boyfriend, but we both liked each other and talked every single day for about five months. Then... While watching Wonder Woman, good for you, with my family, he messaged me saying that he no longer liked me. It hurt greatly. I remember holding in my tears that I later shed before I slept. My insecurities were multiplied by a million. I can't stand looking at myself and would feel like it was one of the reasons why he didn't like me. Well, confidence is is, is an attraction. Uh, so I took <laughs> my friend's advice, be a hoe. I ended up taking a pl- uh, plenty of guys taking to plenty of other guys, which ended up ignoring me after a while. Then I met a man who wanted me to be his sugar baby. He told me that he wanted to spoil me with money and gifts. He was 29, attractive, and wanted me. My stupid ass agreed, knowing well that he wanted sex and more importantly, my virginity. He technically was my boyfriend. That's what he told me. But something happened that I guess fucked it all up. My mother sexted a man who obviously was a catfish and asked for $600 or he would send it to everyone. I told her to block him and on everything and to deactivate Facebook. She wouldn't listen and continued saying that she needs that money. So out of guilt, I told her about my sugar daddy and I told him about the whole situation. They ended up talking to each other and he pretty much told her to do the same thing that I told her. She did and the problem was solved. She was okay with me being with him, which puzzled me, but I ignored it. A little while later, (laughs) I decided to look at her phone, something I'm not sure was good or bad. I saw her messages with him and automatically started crying. He said, he repeated, this is between us. Your daughter doesn't have to know. And she would say things like stroke it slowly. So no photos or videos were sent, but the way they talked was absolutely disgusting. She saw me and said, nothing happened. He likes you. Best of all, she said, don't be dumb. He has money. She was willing to let me have sex with him for money. 
When I told her that I didn't want to talk to her to her anymore, she got mad. She told me that if I didn't listen to her, that she'd take my phone away and make sure that I won't go outside for anything. I couldn't stop crying, and that's when my grandmother came in. I told her everything. She yelled at my mother, asking why she would let her daughter act like a prostitute. I guess things are good now, but I just don't trust my mother. I don't feel like talking to her at all, but I want to have, act like things are normal or I won't be able to hang out with my friends anymore. Uh, and yes, I'm mad at him too. I refuse to talk to this piece of absolute shit with that all being, uh, being done. It pretty much ruined my summer and birthday. That was two days later. Oh, I want to look for someone who likes me for me, but, uh, that seems impossible. I guess I wrote this to finally let it all out. I don't know if you guys will read this, but I hope so to get some kind of response back some kind of support I feel like uh, that I feel like I need. I am hurt and I honestly don't know what to do. Here's a photo of me. If you're interested, um, before I end this email, I'll say that I enjoy the podcast and thanks for doing what you do. So your mom sexted the old guy that you fuck maybe for money. That whole thing is bad. Yeah, none of none of that's bad. good. I mean, being I, I know people in sugar daddy situations that are truly, truly healthy. And I... I I'm honestly in awe of how, in shock that I didn't even know that that type of relationship could be emotionally healthy. Um, and it's nice. This seems weird. One that your mom, I get what she's saying. I get what the girl's saying about like, why wasn't my mom weirded out that I was having sex with a guy 11 years older than me for money? I, I get like, I know that well, some sort say, of like, there's no chance to rebel or anything like that. I think that's a little weird. No, no. So this is a person in a sugar daddy situation that who is very young. I know, I know the situation you're talking about that. That's that's that a person. Yeah. 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 That's a woman who has yeah, been when through you're 18, life man, and you can don't make choices. Shit. Yeah. I mean, and it's also I like, didn't. you don't want a sugar daddy to be one of the first relationships that you're in, in your life. Like one of your first adult relationships. Yeah. I mean, it sugar might... daddy can work if you if you both are very, very clear and defined about what it is each of you are looking for mm -hmm. in that relationship. But uh, you're 18. How can your mom tell you what to do? Is she paying for your cell phone? I don't know any of the... I don't... It seems like they still live together the, in yeah, which you, case. You live together, yeah. right, under the roof, fine. You want to obey the rules in the house, I get it. But you're, when you're 18, your fucking mom can't take away your phone unless she's paying for it. When you live with your mom, you're still... Ugh, I, I, I think that you... I, you want to respect those rules. It's not even respect. It's just like, obviously, you, you have to... When your parent is still financially uh, responsible for like where you're living you have to pay by the rules because then they can just take shit away from totally, you. Totally, totally, totally. Well, and also too, you say you're having trouble finding guys that will like you for who you are, but you know, the sugar daddy situation is not that. They don't, they like you because you're a young, hot 18 year old chick. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and I used to be naive to that fact very often when I was when I was young. So yeah, maybe I understand, like they, but maybe they can tolerate you and hang out with you, and you're not fucking annoying. Yeah, but yeah, That's you not might love be, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they're not like I just love her personality yeah. and her 18 year old pussy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wait, just wait. You, I, I, I guess I had this sense of urgency to find a boyfriend when I was a teenager. I guess I don't really remember it, but I hear this so much from young women of like. No one, any young men that are in their teens, no one likes me. What the fuck? They seem like such, they're so in a rush to find a relationship. I say if no one Who likes you, you're probably doing shit. things right. <laughs> that's that's what I say. You're really thinking outside the box. <laughs> if, if, I don't know. 
Just or you're like a murderer or something. If murderers ev- are pretty charismatic, if though. everyone likes you, then you're probably then you're doing it wrong. You're boring and like generic. a personality chameleon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because no one's that likable. I mean, have you met people? Don't say looking you are. at it right now. Don't say you hey. are. No, <laughs> um, no. But it just, just don't. There, there's this rush to be in relationships that it just. You got to be okay by yourself, and then when you get yeah. to the point where you're okay by yourself, you don't feel the sense of urgency to get a partner just for the sake of having one. Who gives a shit? It's life is more. Why would you be with somebody who is who? doesn't treat you the way you want to be treated or doesn't have these quality, you know, these core basic moral qualities that you want require of a partner. Don't fucking waste your time. It's lonelier to be sad with someone just than just to be miserable alone. And I really also think it's a bad idea that young to be, uh, thinking of a man as a f- uh, a money provider yeah or, or, or any partner but i just yeah. think that's it because you know i've heard uh stories of young men getting into things with older women for oh, also yeah. financial reasons i think that's very dangerous i think it's okay to perhaps do that la- later kind of like giving yourself a break from life but if you start that you're setting a precedent for yourself and you're just going to become you're going to lock yourself up and attach yourself to romantic relationships for financial reasons, which is always, always, I cannot, we've talked about it so many times before. It's a really dangerous situation. Even if you're married, you should be able at any day to financially walk away from that person. Oh yeah. Super important. Can't, uh, can't say it. Don't create a trap for yourself. Correct. That's, that is something that you can actually avoid. Yeah. And if you got married too early and if that's already happened to you, go out, get some, get more education, uh, ask for that promotion, like truly, truly. And it's not saying that you'll ever break up. I hope you guys never break up whoever I'm talking to in the abyss, but, uh, Lisa and Brian. (laughs) Um, okay. And then also, yeah. And then also just never fuck the same person as your mother. Just rule of thumb. No matter what. That's honestly, I just know. Your mom has a little growing up to do. Maybe she yeah. had a rough life. Yeah. Uh, boundaries. But, you know, her issues are not reflective of who you are as a woman. And the Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. 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 Okay. This one's called After the Affair. How do we get back to sex? Uh, I am 30 years old and I have been with my husband for almost 17 years, three of which we have been married. I've heard it all, especially from my mom, that we started dating too young and we didn't have any other experiences in love and sex, but it never seemed to matter. We were in love and happy. We got engaged when we were 26 and married at 28. That's not crazy. Uh, I went to college and grad school, so I always thought my husband was waiting until I finished school to pop the question, but three more years passed after I finished school before he did. I finally got my first grown-up job eight months before the wedding and things were really uh, going good. We were so happy until I met this guy at work. He was aggressive and took advantage of my vulnerabilities and inexperience. I take the blame myself too, but I was led down a path with him that ended up with us kissing and sexting for several months before he was finally fired and I cut off contact. I was devastated I'd lost my friend. I thought he was my friend, but also relieved it was over and I could move on. I was racked with guilt constantly, though, and I couldn't shake the feelings of failure and worthlessness. I made the mistake of confiding in another guy at work who had befriended me not long after the other guy was fired. Ooh, okay, Ooh, this is bad. This is shady as fuck. Uh, we were just friends until he started flirting with me heavily. I decided to tell him my secret because I felt like I had no one else to tell. I was afraid of judgment from my mom and sister, but I was so desperate to tell someone to purge it. He was nice and supportive and told me I needed to have more 
self-confidence and that if I did, nothing like this would happen again. Mm. Months passed and following a happy hour with coworkers, my friend came on to me and rubbed my leg. We were both drunk, but I wanted it. We talked about how it was wrong and we both said it wouldn't happen again. But a year later, we had sex and a five-month affair began. My husband found out in November 2016 when he saw text messages on my phone. We have been in therapy for the past nine months and it has helped, but we still struggle, especially with sex. One of the issues we had before this happened with the second guy was that my husband was depressed about moving to a new town away from our family and comfort zone and our sex Mm -hmm. life dissipated. We also bickered a lot and I felt constantly scrutinized by him as we had never lived alone together before. We pulled Mm -hmm. away from one another and I felt like he resented me and regretted buying our house and getting married. We are trying to keep our marriage together now. I left my job, cut contact with these people and have tried to do everything my husband asks me to do so he can feel safe again. I am constantly depressed, but I am trying to put things behind me. One of our biggest struggles moving forward, as I mentioned, is our sex life. How can we back get back into the habit of being intimate? How can we feel comfortable enough with each other again? I'm desperate for your advice. I've been listening to you guys for a few months now, and some days your voices are the only thing that makes me smile. Thank you for reading your loyal listener. That's a really nice email. Thank you. Thanks. Um, do you do you got to stay together? Do you want to be together? It seems like they have really been doing everything, like really trying hard because, you know, which is, says a lot. I love to encourage people to break up. That is my favorite thing on the podcast. I'm always like, just break up. Uh, but I'm tr- also trying not to just recommend that anymore. Um, and uh, oh, gosh, this is there's a lot. Well, the, 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 first of all, just to go for the beginning of what she said, yeah. the the affairs, it seemed like she's, she said she's taking a little bit of blame, but this guy coaxed her and it's sexting with her. Yeah. But also for, she seems like she doesn't have appropriate work boundaries. Yeah. Like you can't be flirty. And I mean, I, you know, you know, it's, we talk about a lot, like, can you have a, you know, a really close friendship with it, with a dude? I Jeff and I and he's straight yeah. he's a very attractive handsome guy it but just I'm doesn't like, come along a lot though because like the only person you can say is Jeff and like the only person yeah. I can say is Manny so it's like yeah that's yeah, it, it doesn't right happen we only have one that much like one person and we keep saying their name over and over again I know Manny Me, Jeff, Manny. Jeff 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 <laughs> so it's like you know uh, everyone else the I've token t- straight yeah, male friend everyone else's dick I've touched Um, so that's a little much <laughs> But, you know, yeah. And God, there is something very sexy about work, about, you know, so like about coworkers and about teachers, because we only see yeah. them for we get to know them in an intimate way, but also only see them for, you know, a little snippet of our day. So we feel the intimacy, but see also them so often we don't see the shit parts of them when they're home farting with their hand down their sweatpants. Ugh, you know, because you can't do that at work. That's why you get married, right? Yes. <laughs> so you can see that all the time. Row tickets to the fart show. Oh shit! Um, I like that actually. Yeah, and you know, you also say you know you were young, but it's you know you weren't. I don't know. You weren't that. You just that's been not for an age time. that strikes me as like. Ugh. Yeah, I, I have a very visceral reaction to people being married young, and I remember one time somebody emailed us like you know. Uh, yeah, I was 19 when I got married and I'm happy and we're like 35. Great. Yeah, so there's always, my parents. You know, there's always one instance as we just uh, showed you, know, you with our- You're Jeff and Arshon. Yeah, exactly. Or Je- Je- Jeff and Manny. <laughs> so it's Arshon's like, another one. It's like, okay, you know- uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think if you I think I think maybe perhaps set some kind of a t- like this is how long I am going to give this relationship to really work on it. Also, okay, I gotta be real. Okay, sex. Li- I've I've been there. You know, 
we're kind of dealing with something that doesn't have to do with infidelity. And I understand how that can creep in and just get in the back of your head and not be, not make you be able to be sexual with that person. I understand that. But one thing I would suggest, I don't know what like your specifically your sex life is like, try something more. I really love doing like mutual masturbation, like laying next to each other. Mm -hmm. You don't touch each other, but you're both, you're both masturbating in the same space. Yes. In the same space. I think that is so fucking hot or one day just like touching each other's bodies like just take turns just as slowly as you possibly can I think that is that is the only surefire thing that I can do to like if I am not horny at all but there I'm like I kind of want to I wish I wanted to have sex that's what I do and I always get wet I always get in the mood because that just way of touching really turns me on and it's something that you know I always feel like I'm in a rush and stressed out and life and blah 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 so rarely do we really take the time. And I think that people, everybody's in the same boat. It's not, you don't have to have a crazy schedule to be rushing through sex and not be in the moment. I feel like having a phone, a fucking hand computer with us 24 seven makes us not in the moment. So maybe trying and do something, a small little change of just like really setting the scene and taking your time and doing something that isn't intercourse. And then also being really cognizant of like, you know, if he he might be shutting you down when you try to make advances. I think it's really important not to get discouraged by that because it's going to happen. And don't take it. Women can be turned down for sex, too. Yeah, don't take it so personally. Just to be like, he's not ready. And just like if you weren't ready, you know, I'm sure there's been many many times in your sexual history where you weren't in the mood to have sex. So just be like, men can also have that moment where they are not in the mood for sex and it might take them a little time. But on the flip side, uh, yes, you did cheat. But if you make the decision that you are going to try to make this better, both people need to be on board. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, if he's still making you feel guilty, uh, if he's, you know, bringing it up, if he just can't get past it, that's okay, but you can't stay in that relationship. That's a surefire sign of move, moving on is yeah. something Because there was a happen. sentence in here that like kind of bothered me. And I've been that in that space where you do something wrong. And then you said, and I've done everything my husband has asked me to do. Cool. But there's a point when that needs to stop. You've already quit your job. You've already cut ties with these people. That's, that's more a, that's than a enough. big move. Yeah. You've made the commitment. You care. You made a mistake. You've acknowledged it and you want to be intimate again. So if that is not enough and for some people and I do not blame him either. If infidelity is something he can't deal with, that's OK. But do not torture yourself. You're already depressed and you have to set some kind of an expiration date for this is I'm going to I'm going to tr- tr- give this my all for six months. And if after six months and I truly gave it my all, it doesn't work. We're just going to have to separate. And that's that. That's it. Our guests today Mm. are not separated. No offense. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're like better than you. So just know they're better than all of us. Um, We've been wanting to interview these two people for so long. And this is a dream interview for us. Thank you so much to Bert Kreischer. Oh my God. For drunk texting uh, or drunk calling one of them and saying you need to do this podcast because it fucking worked. Yes. And we had the, mo- the f- most fun time with them. They are amazing. I've admired both of their stand-up careers individually. And when they when they made it public that they were dating, I was like, oh my God, they're perfect. They couldn't have been cooler. It was a simply delightful interview. And they're doing the Endless Honeymoon Tour where they're performing stand up and offer live relationship advice they're going to be in Chicago this Sunday and then in Minneapolis I think on Tuesday but they'll give you all the info at the end where to get tickets yeah, so heads up and then they're so fucking funny you're definitely going to want to see them ladies and gentlemen please welcome Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher 
I've been catching all the signals you've been sending my way Watching your game, keeping your place While we have the time, why would we waste? We should get away Cause in my place, I've been waiting on you A couple shots, no chasers I'm thinking we should vibe Roll one and hit the road Light it up, let's burn up You heard I got that flavor I heard that you got that sweet shit Hit it now, then later Hit you with that good. Yeah. Hit you with that morning wood. Nightcap, I think we should. Get some rounds in until we pass out. Bottle prepping for the takeoff. When two nymphos make love. Your eyes say you want the same thing. Forbidden fruit, girl, it's taste up. Skip the waiting, I'm impatient. Yeah, our bodies need a conversation. Yeah, get past all the hesitation. Oh, yeah. I can tell from the way you look. It's hard to see the way I've been watching you. Watching me. Just wait till I got your morning, baby, please. When I'm inside of you, I'm on top of me I'm catching all the signals you've been sending my way Watching your game, keeping your place While we have the time Wait, what's your listening I pressed record just now, oh. so you know okay. I wasn't recording earlier because I wasn't sure if Hey, I... you're tuned into the Guys We Fuck podcast Perfect. Pod, 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 podcast That's good We just gave them our long list of things they are not allowed to talk right. about My history of Nazism off the <laughs> table <laughs> Oh, but that's a unique subject we haven't gone into. I feel like Nazi people are kinky. A Jewish Nazi? Oh, yeah. I worked for a dominatrix once in her clothing store, but she was like definitely the most perverted person I've ever met. It and was she a, was German. Was the clo- of course. Was the clothing store like lingerie and latex? No, shit? it was like very cute clothes that I wore all the time. And she would oh be like God. ordering fabric on one phone, and then the other phone she'd be like, "Hey, what are you into? Do I wash my feet? No, no, okay." Like it was just <laughs> hilarious. Did she give you any? I wish I up? still worked there. Yeah, that sounds fun. Was she like just P.S. You might hear me like tell a guy to piss in a jar. Oh and drink it, no, but- people like that that aren't like just so you know. True. They're just like living their life. <laughs> By the way, what that you woman... Okay, white panties and a flashlight. Okay, I see you in a minute. She got I Japan... run around the block first. She got Japanese sort of. A yeah, I know, it's Korean. hard to yeah. do, but... It felt good at first and then racist in the end. And One time she was looking things. in the mirror and put an armband on her, her arm and kissed it. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it was just an, a band of material, but she was like a Nazi in her heart. One time, my boyfriend, wow. after sex, accidentally kissed his knee, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. What do you mean by accidentally? Like he had a boo boo. No, no, no. He, he didn't accidentally. He was like, <laughs> just kissed Ew, his knee. That's a deal breaker <laughs> for me. That's what I call a red flag. <laughs> but no, actually, a red flag is it. the flag that was hanging in your dominatrix friend's <laughs> chamber of Nazis. She wasn't really my friend, and I did, as you can tell, don't hang out with her anymore. I had to sever uh, that suck. relationship. Um, I think it's cute that your ex boy ex boyfriend, no current. boyfriend, the one that yeah. I just thought was you. Yeah, exactly. it's probably the thing that I've said on this podcast about him that's going to annoy him the most. Is that I not think that's asshole cool. licking? Wait, or the anything. guy downstairs you thought maybe was. I walked up and I went. I I have a problem with eye contact because I don't like get uh, doing it, connecting with others, and uh, and I like looked half up and I thought that Steve was. She saw a Jewy looking person with glasses. But he's not even a Jew. I said Jewy looking. Yeah, he does look a little Jewy. Oh, because you and he, you and he seemed very familiar. So I thought it was interesting that you didn't even know who he was. (laughs) No, I did. I just didn't look up. Oh, okay. All right, everybody. (laughs) You guys, I'm so I okay. I want to know. When, how long ago did you guys meet? 
I don't really know much about you guys as a couple other than you're really funny. We know your separate work, but we don't know what what's what's happened. We met now. the way you meet people in comedy. We met a long time ago. Fifteen plus what, what do you think? And what did uh, you think of each 15 other? Fifteen years ago? I don't know, like just comedy. I just you know. remember Moshe like being one of those comics who I would kind of like roll my eyes if I had to follow him. Because he's really good or he sucks. No, because I'm a hack. Like, no, here's he's the thing really about- good, but he's also like very high energy and like he talks a mile a minute and like destroys. Right. And so it's like, and you, yeah, that's how I feel after following Aaron Burke. Um, but he's not my husband. Uh, <laughs> when you guys first met each other, did you like each other? What was your first impression? Well, Moshe was in love, not in love with me, yeah. but like he had like a crush Aww. on me. Yeah, I had then- such, a, such a crush on Natasha. How'd you know? I didn't. I just say this to annoy uh, him. Well, it's not annoying. I mean, I she was she was in relationships, so I she was oh. not really on the table with uh, a comedian. Yeah, I pretty much would, would date comedians because mm-hmm. you know that's who I that's would date, and they're funnier yeah. and smarter. And why would I? One hundred percent agree with you. I'm dating a comedian. Yeah. Are comedian. you in fact with a comedian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you talk? Oh, you must talk about who it is. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not famous. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I mean, neither oh, am I. Yeah. <laughs> so it all works out. Wait, oh. are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'll get crazy. through it. I know. Are, wait, let me just, so crazy. What's, his cre- what's like his best credit? Oh, Is you're going to laugh. Byron I... Allen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, has he at least done that? Because if he has, Corinne, it's we okay. are praying for you right we now. We haven't even done that. He's like, the most upvoted access. comedian on Reddit. So oh, that's pretty... and he won the Hoboken Comedy Festival. Oh, so to the listeners at home, she just did a hood contest. hand. Step off. One it won that Hoboken. The He's Hoboken very... they won. Very talented. He is. <laughs> but one thing I will say is that Moshe, I always thought he was cute. Well, I thought he was interesting, but he's had... <laughs> the well, ultimate. Now burn. I think you're really cute, but he like did this thing where he would shave his head like a little too. Like he had it like kind of like this Hitler haircut. Yeah. And get, it was kind of like way. a. Looked to me like a bit of like an outdated rave hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know he really liked it. Like, I it really was like Aww. outdated raves. I mean, that was me. So it was like a real tight fade. You know, Ew. like it was like almost bald and then a bunch of hair. Yeah. And like it, he oh, got weird. so much yeah. cuter when he grew out like just the b- lower weird. half of his hair. Did you weird. do that on your own? You chose to do that or did was Natasha like no. guiding you? Oh, I mean, actually, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how the hair changed. First of all, I want to just say that the hair, she's right. The hair was really damaging. Severe. To, yeah, severe to my to my sexuality. Like. It, I know you hin- still got a lot of pussy. Hind- Can you just let me do the punchline? It hindered <laughs> to such a degree. Nata- I couldn't get Natasha and I was only able to sleep with, I wouldn't know, I don't know, hundreds of other people uh, before I met her. But anyway, um, I don't feel like I'm coming across well on this podcast right now. But um, the Hitler Speak haircut. Speak your truth. Gitler. It was, it was my first joke. Gitler. It was one of my, it was one of my, not my first joke, one of my classic jokes, Gitler. I called it the gay Hitler. And I talked about how difficult it was as a Jew to tell your barber the, what you really were after was was hitler um but that's, uh, that's a good first joke well it was it was at my first classic i would say it was a first oh, okay. cash or classic but um <laughs> my first class but my manager is actually the reason that i changed my hair he did an, a hair intervention on me and he's like you gotta go out there because i come from this like i natasha's not wrong i come from this like rave background and really oh What's yeah a, big what, time what is a rave yeah, background what the fuck is that? like my Someone parents were both djs are... oh really no no, no i'm just oh, kidding i got so excited for <laughs> no, a no, second no. my parents were both techno djs 
DJs and they left Germany when Hitler came to power. Uh, wow. That's Some when of the they persecution. Yeah, right. Yeah. Germans love techno. Don't but, you know people who like think raves are cool and it's just like their flaw? No. Oh, you know? <laughs> well, raves are less cool I do. now. Raves well, they less, used to. They raves used to are less raves. cool now, but I grew up in, you know, I'm <laughs> the like 90s were my era and I grew up in the rave scene before I did comedy. And I, I, fan, I like was really into this image of myself having sort of an extreme, a more extreme look. And your manager actually interventioned you. So my manager was like, "We got a casting man. We got to grow that, grow those hair, that hair out." And so I was like, I felt like super pathetic about doing it, like you know, making a physical I'm change, sacrificing my art. Well, just like making a physical change for like Hollywood industry right. is like You're- ridiculous. Never feels good, yeah. But I did it, and then I remember my. I never forget my manager called I me one day. This too. I was in New York actually, and it was right after Whiplash. And he called. I got a call from him, and he goes, "Dude, people are loving the hair." <laughs> wow! <laughs> like, but it was I, that I fell for you quite like very soon after you grew out that hair. Right. He arranged that a was general, a trick. A general meeting with Natasha and the rest. <laughs> <of the history. laughs> but no, all of a sudden you just looked so handsome. I feel like I looked good the whole time. Uh, that was the problem, though. But you did. <laughs> Well, it's like, I know that I used to work with a guy who like he we always talked to me and had a crush on me. And then one day he just got arms like sleeves on both of his arms and they were really good tattoos. And I was like, shit, now I think you're hot. That's so annoying. Well, tattoos are inherently like sex, right? I guess. Oh, but why? I love why? I don't know. You, you drew on your hand. Right. OK. But you really think but it's it hot, hot that someone went and got like two tattoo sleeves in one day? Well, it was over a period of time. <laughs> They're doing <laughs> that well financially. That's really <laughs> expensive. Yeah, yeah you have to have eight artists work See, on you at once. Like, how want- could you get like in? into everything on your arms. True, like, true, true. Um, I, I want that kind of sexuality myself. So, and but I'm Jewish, so I don't do the tattoo thing. So what I did mm-hmm. was I bought those like sharper image uh, tattoo sleeve sleeves. Like the Ed Hardy oh, sleeves. Yeah, the one you pull on. Yeah. And That's women like the love, haircut Women thing. love oh. that. No, women find it irresistible. Women are loving the, the sleeves. sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I remember your manager, you showing me that text from your manager. So I know so that funny. was all very much in the same People Time are period. loving the hair. And it's, it's actually, nice to hear that story, though, because so often uh, women in, in the business are making aesthetic changes. So it's kind of like, I yeah. gotta say, nice. You to should hear get it. some feedback it's, on no, your phone. It's from a guy. nice to, for me to uh, speak truth to the reality that women uh, deal with, with less, probably less than men have to deal with in this industry in terms of physicality. Well, just in terms of the dynamic in your beauty. relationship. Yeah, that's right. Because, like, Natasha, you've always been like a hottie, right? A hottie? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're a hottie. You're a hottie. You guys are too. But you've all. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you lean back to say that. Like you were taking um, an old Hollywood nap as I was you actually, said that. <laughs> I was actually about to sneeze. Sorry. She was leaning back on her fainting couch. Well, you're sweet. <laughs> but um, you- have I ever made any changes? I I got hair extensions. That seemed to help. Help? Yeah. But were you? Did you ever have like a shitty haircut, or oh, did yeah. you ever dress poorly? Hey. There it is. There it was. The Hollywood sneeze. <laughs> it's very dainty. Um, I've always dressed pretty well. She's a well-dressed <laughs> yeah. person. She's attractive, but I'm a well-dressed person. I'm attractive too. I don't like how I'm the ugly duckling on no, this podcast. Not. No, 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 no. I need to put my foot down here. Men suffer. Well, White, I was, straight men suffer. You in know this what world. I was going to say? A lot of men sometimes get shit, and I was wondering if you do for your body hair. I do. People say that to him. I don't even recognize it. Isn't it hot to have body hair? Well, I remember before, this is before comedy, so it has nothing to do with Hollywood, but I remember when my my chest hair and my hairy arms first started growing out, 
I would always button up. I will. I won't go on stage without long sleeves. And I think Jerry Seinfeld. Really? Yeah, I won't do it. Cause you're why? Cause I don't know. You heard part Jerry of it, Seinfeld say it. Part once. of it is self consciousness, <laughs> and part of it it's is that I, I heard this weird quote from. You ever have these things in comedy where you hear a quote and it bores into your like brain? Bill Hicks has never asked the go on stage and ask the audience how you're doing. You tell them how they're doing. And right. I'm like, shit, I'm a loser. I can't ever say that again. And I now it's a rule that I do. Exactly. Mine is if you dress like the audience, you become one of them. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> That's oh, when you, I don't know who said it though. Sorry. I don't. You know, you probably no, said it. No shorts is a thing too. No shorts, yeah. unless you're but like, it's like or open toed shoes. I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah, me as well. And I and I actually stick to both those rules. I'll tell you one of my know. comedy pet peeves is there's the the original rule is move the mic stand right. You've, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. when you get on stage, yep. move the mic stand. But that's 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 what that's basic. It's outdated. What you see now is new comedians who have been indoctrinated in the move the mic stand and uh, doing ideology. Like four minutes. They walk up oh. and they move the they mic. They move it all the way to the corner. They move the, the mic stand with such like, demonstrative he intent. a minute to walk. Yeah, it's it. like we don't need it. Just uh, I move it just because it's always taller than me and I don't want it like upstairs. Yeah. Me. <laughs> well, like, I get out of here. That is such a thing. That as a, I'm also a short woman and I. No, I'm always scared that I'm not going to be able to as smoothly as I want to lower it. So I'm just like, I just got to get the mic out and move this away as fast as humanly possible. Well, that's her opening joke is like slamming the mic. Down, well, that's right? another one of those things. Bobby Lee told me he's like, try to be funny before you start talking. I like that. Oh, so then I always like would take the mic and then like pretend like it. I fell and, you know, like. <laughs> Like it was too high for me and then make it way too low. And then they all laugh. I like, have, I have cut myself <laughs> on, never a, to do on a mic again. stand before. Oh my uh, on God. The lowering of a mic stand. I've had a mic stand slam all the way down. Oh, it cuts oh, your finger. And, and, yeah, and oh, you the start webbing. bleeding. Oh, I and I remember I, I was at the like comedy store and I was bleeding like somewhat profusely <laughs> on stage at the comedy store. And a guy stood up and he gave me a brand new handkerchief, white cloth handkerchief. Oh. He's like here. And I was dabbing it and I was so touched by it. That I was like, you know what, man? That was such a sweet thing. I've been on television. Here, you can have it back. Oh. Keep it as a, he did not take the, the Think souvenir. Of how disgusting those mics are, though. Like, oh, I should yeah. really just start bringing my own mic. I should get one of those. You should little, get a diamond oh. mic. Like a Price is Right, like that real no. skinny mic here's from the some, 70s. What, here's a cool thing. That? How about one of those cool radio zoot suit kind of mics, you know, and then oh, put yeah. it in your headshot. You know, and you oh, get like, and you lean forward with a, with a cop I'm guy, start traveling with my own and then you just say, you like, it says like, I'm like a against the grain comedian. <laughs> so wait, how did you guys, who asked you out? How did that happen? How I certainly that did blossom? not ask him out. I didn't. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, I don't know. What, what, here's something I resent. Not about you. People online, like, here's something I resent about your podcasting style. <laughs> people online will often, I mean, and I would say every single time we put a picture up together, people are like, lucky man, lucky, lucky you. And I'm like, Shut she up, tamed the wolf. She's lucky. She's the lucky one in this relationship. What right, do you mean Josh? by wolf? You're both lucky. Should be a functional relationship. <laughs> no, but it's always, always. I hear you. Lucky, lucky Jew. Luck. It's not always that. Sometimes people are really rude. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I got one the other day. I posted this picture. Maybe it wasn't the most flattering dress. When are you due? Oh, mm-hmm. so rude. Yeah. People are so mean. Uh, I just looked at your Instagram. Thick thighs. I just looked at your Instagram Maybe that's from, the, uh, <laughs> from the Philadelphia is. show that we're doing on Thursday. And somebody said, nice tits. So there's some yin and yang. Really? There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, I, how'd you ask her who, out? Who was it? Uh, I, <laughs> Do you have uh, their info? Can I DM them? I think you, you have their info. I think they're in your... Well, something I will often do on her Instagram is when somebody puts a incredibly disgusting misogynistic... You, you respond? I don't even respond. I copy it and paste it in the comments. I, I do the exact <laughs> same comment. So if somebody's like, oh, I want to smell your farts. And then I'll just go right <laughs> oh, underneath well, that's him. that's misogynistic. No, you're right. Yeah, that's fair Pretty enough. Nice. That's kinky. It's the whole the, the dominatrix she used to work right, for. Right, right, right. <laughs> I will just copy it and I'll just say the exact same thing. I've, that's a, a tradition for me only. Um, but okay, how <laughs> did I ask her I'm going to start doing out? it to all your mean comments. Yeah, how'd you ask her out? I didn't ask her out. I um, when she You got told s- her she was Are you even out. married? What's <laughs> the deal? <laughs> when, when she first, when she, she broke up with, with someone and I gave it like a year. And Whoa, then, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, but he I was wasn't in it for the long haul. But I also was I didn't have like targets set. I was just like I wasn't going to flirt <laughs> with someone who was just out of a relationship, you know, and then eventually that's like that's like the time to do it, though, because then they're like oh, vulnerable. I don't want to be. That's what I, I scooped him up after he got dumped by a porn star. I'm not trying. Which one I was like mine? Which Stoya. one? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The destroyer. Cool. Um, <laughs> Motion knows all the porn stars. That's what I love about him. <laughs> 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 Who's that girl that you like that some someone gave you uh, one of those um, fleshlights oh, of her mouth? Of her pussy. Of her pussy. Oh, wait, no, you're right. It was her mouth. And it came out in the in the airport, actually. I remember that a security person was like, you what know, g- giggling oh, and jiggling it around. It was Belladonna. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, she's great. We've okay. had, yeah, we've had, had like, uh, well, no, 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 not her, but um, like us, Akira is one of my favorites. And now I can't watch her because, but she messaged us on Twitter. It was like, I'd love to do your podcast. And I was like, I jerk off to you like all the time. Is that, was that how <laughs> so you responded? So now I can't. That was yeah, in her on, I told Instagram her comments, right? <laughs> um, so, okay, a year later, I I, uh, I had a I had a dream. I had two dreams. One was about Whoopi Goldberg uh, and one was about Natasha. Uh, and I conflated the two as a means of getting in there. I said, I had a dream that you and me and Whoopi Goldberg were hanging out. Because I didn't want to say I had a dream about you because that feels a little thirsty. Yeah, You know, but you, thirsty. me, and Whoopi Goldberg, that feels more like, hey, we, we were on The View. You know, yeah, I mean, right. we just hung out. And so I said, you, me, Whoopi Goldberg, we were hanging out. Because anytime somebody says I had a dream about you, it's like... It's never good. It's always, please, let's... Yeah. I want that. So... uh, (laughs) You had me fooled. What? Oh, about Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, I didn't think you were coming on to me. Really? You said, and I quote, why don't you come over tonight and we can smoke cigarettes together? I still was like, oh, he's a cool friend. Oh, come on. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I mean, well, well, first of all, I don't think those happen in the same. I think the dream... And the cigarettes were like a, a couple weeks apart. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I you might be right. I don't know. All right, so. <laughs> but that, I wasn't like, oh, he wants it. Okay, she said, come over tonight and let's smoke cigarettes. You you do the math. You no, well, you asked me to do um, a trivia. Cute. You Like uh, you were asking me to do some things and I was like, I can't. Sorry, I can't. I've never heard this anybody like invite someone over to their house to smoke cigarettes. That's fun. That's like yeah, a nice no, that sexy was, request. That was definitely a sex, a sex thing. Oh, oh, is that when you got interested? <laughs> <laughs> She's playing very coy. No, over here. I'm not. I honestly, I just don't remember. Um, so then we did get together and we watched the Seventh Seal, right? Did we we didn't kiss on our first date. No, though. again, was your first date in a house on a couch or was it what at the movies? It was a little bit more ribald than that. It was in the house on a bed. Come Whoa! On. Yeah. But I didn't. So wait, her. like Sharon Clueless when she has that date with the gay guy? <laughs> very, That's exactly very what I'm similar. picturing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we watched the Seventh Seal, right? In- Ingmar Bergman. What's that? 
It's an Ingmar I know, Bergman and then I was film. like, oh, so I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, he likes art films. And I think that's the last non-action movie you've ever taken me to. Right. The next one I think was Rambo First Blood. <laughs> uh, see, that's why you you could tell you slayed a lot of pussy because you got all the moves. Uh, yeah, you know, right. Like they, they, they know pretend the like they're into like the art films. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, really, it's just a superhero. And <laughs> Well, I didn't kiss her the first date because I... Uh, I, I was very promiscuous before I met Natasha. How uh, how promiscuous were you? Like, how, what say, are we talking? Well, he I've never heard... had a girlfriend. He only had one night stands and he had them very, very frequently to oh. the point where he never needed a girlfriend. Well, it's not. I mean, that's that's oversimplifying it. But but yeah, <laughs> so no. much more complex. than that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it wasn't that I didn't need a girlfriend. I probably was tr- doing the one night stand pr- promiscuity thing because I was incapable of having a girlfriend. If we're going to get into the pathos behind and it. And why did, did having one night stands? Because I. I've tried it or I've tried hooking up with people before. I'm like, dad, just, eh. but did they make you feel good? I mean, you know, when sex is a, a sex can be more of a, of a pathology. I feel like at certain points, like mm-hmm. I, I remember when I'd be driving home from the comedy store, if I would bomb, I would be like texting booty calls. Like it was so mm. pa- like, it was oh, so transparent. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like, what if I you did- killed? I mean, I might do it, but it was, I, it was I remember reasons. I, exactly. But I remember the link was there just like, Ooh, I feel like I feel bad I mean, it's myself. just so it's transparent. It's like, I they want, didn't know you bomb though. Unless you told them. That. No, I'm just saying okay. like my little manhood that is wrapped up in my performance style was like, mm, I feel deflated. Let me inflate, literally inflate myself on mm-hmm. the way home. But I was very promiscuous. I mean, you know, very, I mean, I was, and in, he had women like, wouldn't you say you had like year long booty calls? Like, I would say, yeah, definitely. Where it, And like, he would go to these women's house. So it wasn't he wouldn't no take them out on dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, they would like give him a back rub and then fuck him and then he would leave. Wow. I had they a bunch of I had that if you could. I yeah, had a bunch of I had a couple of those like fuck buddies. Because I yeah. never had really one night stands, but I fuck I had like a rotation of fuck buddies. And then uh, on nights where I was like, dead and do what I didn't really well, you have, would do it too. Well, it wasn't with comedy because when I started comedy, I was already had a boyfriend. Thank yeah, God I though, because be I would have like, fucking slept with all these comics that I I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's if I what I did at all. It's been fun. Yeah. I thought you were going to say when I started comedy, I was like a, just a crush fest every time. So it just didn't apply <laughs> Not to me. At yeah. all. But just in moments of my life where I'm like, ooh, who I feel like shit. Who am I? I'm going to text like three people. Whoever texts me back first, they win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And it was so fun to like see who was going to text me back first. To be honest. That's very male. That feel, I mean, maybe I'm being ignorant, but that feels like a very male instinct. Yeah, I just like, get takeout. Did- <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I was kind of hoping that that's what Moshe would be. Oh, that is true. That this buddy. part I feel like is real. That at first oh. she was just trying to smash, and then Moshe was like very cautious and like not well, kissing me, and well, that which when, was confusing. Yeah, because wouldn't would you with your fuck buddies you would. Just, just fuck yeah well because that's i mean that's what it's about is like i had enough sexual partners and i've been with enough people over the years that i knew that introducing sexuality into a uh into a friendship especially a comedy peer-based friendship is going to make things weird mm-hmm. so i wasn't going to do that unless i knew that there was some possibility of an emotional entanglement it's, it's not, it's entanglement not like I, it's not like i needed to get laid i was like you know right. i had you already you had know, the you had the i needed wanted, to get right? laid though i know and you did eventually hun and you did <laughs> yeah. was that when you lost your virginity the big light yeah she was it was her first time we actually did uh i don't want to jump around too much but we did actually uh have sex on our on our at our wedding at the wedding 
Yeah, it's a Jewish tradition. <laughs> well, it is though. On the chairs? Well, no, I told no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's harder. That's tricky. I have a huge dick. So it, even you as we bounced out. up and down, it was able to still stay in. Good it was really for cool. you guys. No, there's an old Jewish tradition, which is that, oh, very old, which is that the people, when they get married, if they're very religious, it will be the moments after their wedding would be the, the first time that they'd ever been alone in a room together, literally. Uh, so, you know, the way Jewish marriage will work, like really traditional Jewish marriage, right. is uh, is that they will like meet at a hotel because they can't be alone together. They'll meet at a lobby of a hotel most of the time. I mean, if they're super, super, super religious, they'll probably just like meet at, in a rabbi's house. But if they're like, Shit. if they're very religious, sucks. It, oh, a lot of it sucks. Sounds hard. <laughs> a lot of it sucks. But then anyway, uh, uh, in the old days, in the village, they would you know, you'd smash the glass and then the wedding party would sort of like dance you into a room and then leave and then go start the reception while ostensibly while you consummate the marriage. And then the best part is after you fuck, then you go to the wedding with the bloody sheet and present it to oh, show right. she's a virgin. Right. Mm. So, Which we also did. But sometimes you don't bleed <laughs> when you lose your virginity. Uh, I didn't bleed. If I ever was with a virgin and she didn't bleed, I would be like, either you're a horseback rider or I am drowning you in the river. I feel like I... <laughs> Tell me you ride I horses. I feel like <laughs> ride a bike, rollerblade, anything could have done it. You I don't, know? Have, have you ever had sex with a virgin? No, I'm so pissed about I that. I did, really? and Fucking, it was really? not fun. I mean, it was it's, like... It doesn't seem fun, but I just want to take some virginity. It seems sweet. I guess, yeah. It's not hot. It's hard to... It's, he it's was embarrassed. I had a, lot, a couple um, of the booty call people that I had over the years were virgins who, who wouldn't sleep with me. That's fun though. So we would hook sex, up. Yeah. yeah, it would be oral sex. But they were, you know, they were like older virgins. There's a weird thing How that happens old? with, you know, 25, 26, oh. you know. There's mm. a weird thing that happens with older virgins where they've been they've been a virgin for so long that they and they're not religious, right? right? That it becomes a part of it becomes this, you know, monolithic part of their their self-identity. So they're like Always looking. I mean, really, the way to lose your virginity is in a very sketchy way as a teenager. I yeah, think is, and just pull the bandaid off. The one yeah. I <laughs> fucked was like also had like psychological. Like he was like a cutter. Oh, you know, like I think that if it. <laughs> oh, takes so he bled long, his first time. That's awesome. Virginity? Yeah. No, but I just mean like there's like a you know they start to associate themselves with like or maybe they think it's an unclean act or they they start to like if there's Freak like out. an OCD situation like sometimes it's like if they wait too long till you're in your thirties. It's like a little, did they he, become did he, a little off. Did he freak out while you were fucking? No, no, oh, okay. no, no. But I just mean, it was like, I, it's not just like they're ha they're happy to finally lose it. I had a friend right. who he was having sex with someone right after their, I, I don't know why this is related, but it's a, did freak out while they fucking story. He was having sex with her right after her, like a month after her father had died and she stopped. She went like cold fish, rigid. He's like, are you okay? She leapt out of the bed and started running around the bed screaming my father can see me my father can see me holy oh, crap so that's not good bye wow. oh speaking i have another weird story oh, about yeah. father this one <laughs> this one was mine um and this one was a, a girl that i was on a date with we were i was it was a first date and she i was like so um it's something something your father and she's like oh my father died when i was uh when I was 16 and I go, Oh, I'm sorry. She goes, I wish she died when I was 12, the piece of shit. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, bit of a red flag. So later, <laughs> later that night when we were first fucking, date? yeah, first date, oh, man. Court, unfettered and prom promiscuous later That's that night great. when we were going, going to town, she going to be crazy in bed, crazy in the way that you would exactly anticipate literally talking <laughs> like a Muppet baby going, Oh, 
daddy. I swear to God, <laughs> give it to. And I, I go. Ew. Can you hide your? I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, can you hide your your psychological issues like one layer yeah. beneath your subconscious? Like, does it have to be a one to one correlation to your? It was so. It was so creepy. It's the only time I think I've ever asked a woman like, could to you adjust your bed vibe that's nice of, that's a nice way can to you put adjust it. your bed like, <laughs> shut was, the was, fuck up please really quick it's too much i uh anyway wait wasn't there also a girl who had a tattoo or something of her father <gasps> oh that's true i did Stop. i oh also i also had sex with a girl who had her whole back was a piece of her it was her father's grave her father's name no! the day and so of course no! you're having sex doggy style and you're like no! looking at her father's grave just on his grave yeah just like here daddy <gasps> Oh my oh. God. May, may your legacy not live on. This sounds like, have you been watching I'm Dying Up Here? Oh, uh-uh. Oh, because I was like, there is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I would be funny. If I was a... like, oh, yeah, I got that anecdote from the I'm Dying Up Here season. I steal stories No, from... no, not the tombstone, but there, there, there's like the Muppet baby talker mm. that you described. There is a scene where one of the comics has sex with someone who is just, I, I was like, I would have loved to see the audition tape for this role because she went berserk. Are there men out there who are attracted to baby talk? Yes. Um, yes. Y- y- and some I guys have like, like a baby yeah. fetish. Oh, like they, they wear a diaper baby. and they want to be mother. They want to be that, toileted. That yeah. I definitely That's seen. real gnarly. You I mean, that? You've no, 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 no. I mean, remember we were in Amsterdam and there was like a 60 year old guy, <laughs> like in like an in adult diaper. diaper with a pacifier, mm. like running his, like getting his cleaning. Yeah, I remember. He was just like oh. hanging out in the morning. Whoa. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So to, to, to double back, I told Natasha about that tradition we, and she converted to Judaism before we got married. I was oh. going to say, I was like, cause I, you're not, uh, okay. I, oh, I'm Jewish now. Yeah, yeah. you are now. Cause I was like, Leger, okay. By, so, by injection. Oh, okay. Good one. <laughs> Classic. Hey, well, really good. Mm. Oh, daddy, if I inject me. Um, so. <laughs> so wait, you, you converted nothing to do with him or yes to do with him? Um, I was born Catholic, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to kind of be in a religion that didn't fuck kids. <laughs> That's a great, and that was a honestly. Great, my mom yeah, had the choice. same thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Judaism's yeah. just like don't be a piece of shit. Like I like the message. The message is don't extreme. be a piece of shit. The behavior goes in the opposite Huge direction very often. But at any rate, be the biggest piece um, of shit. So. Uh, that's uh, so no, I told anyway, her about I, that. I did want to convert and and I we went to 19 four hour classes together. We did. Whoa. Oh, the, the con- wow. Co- conversion is a very funny situation. It's like here, here here's the demographic breakdown of the uh, of the conversion classes in Los Angeles. It's like a couple of couples like Natasha and I, young mm-hmm. couples that are getting married, a couple individuals who have been called for some faith based reason. To, called from who? You know, God or oh, whatever. The what Lord. They, like, someone made some, calls you like yeah. a, like a <laughs> Hello? Like we a, were wondering if you'd want to convert to Judaism. Dra- yeah. The Judaism draft. Very much the opposite is <laughs> yeah. true. You know, Judaism's like a cult that's difficult to join. Yeah, right, you're like not Christianity, you can it's, just like go to a lady's footlocker or something. When I did the Bible and then you're Christian. Dot com test and found out I was half Ashkenazi Jewish, people were literally like, welcome. I was like, awesome. oh my God. Which half? Cult, uh, upper guys. or lower? Mom. So that's the real one, right? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, here's a terrible story. Uh, I w- once when I was young, my friend Dave decided he wanted to get into Judaism. His And uh, his father was Jewish. And uh, he was like, I want to like try it. I know that you go to temple sometimes. And we're like, yeah, we'll take you to temple. We made a foolish decision to take it. At the time where we were at, we were going to Orthodox services. We weren't Orthodox ourselves, my brother and I, but that's where we would go to services. And so we made this foolish decision to bring him there to a Chabad. You know, the guys. Those are intense ones. And this, the rabbi walks up to him. This is hundred percent true. He walks up to him. He goes, are you Jewish? 
And he goes, uh, yeah, well, uh, my, my, one of my parents is, he goes, your mother or your father? He goes, well, my father, first time in temple. Well, my father, he puts his hand out to shake it and he goes, 100% Gentile. <laughs> this is, like, have you never been Whoa. counseled? You're a rabbi. No one's ever said sometimes people will show up that don't know the rules. Yeah. Be a little compassionate. Wow. That fully happened. That's the... Oh, that was what one of the worst. Wait, so, so Moshe, so tell him the, the demographic of our class. Oh, so the demographic of these conversion classes, which were not orthodox. This was a conservative, uh, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more open minded and a little more liberal. It was better. a, a few people. A little better. Yeah. A little, <laughs> a little, it was a few people like um, Natasha and I, a, a few people that had been called to the religion. And then the rest was, I would say, uh hot to very hot Latina women that were marrying <laughs> no. 95 year old Israeli men no. with like, like That's leathery amazing. Turkey gullet, like, and Rolexes. And by the way, a, were they there? Were they the men? No, they, they would, would like pop show in up at the end. And there was a, cor- yeah. there was a direct, <laughs> direct correlation between how hot the woman and how expensive the vehicle that they would be picked up. Wow. in. So if you're like kind of good looking, it's a Benz or a BMW. If you're like a real badass, if you're, it would be like a, a, a Land Rover or a Bentley. Hundred percent true. That's fascinating. It was fascinating. And also another thing that's that was strange is there weren't a lot of men converting, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because they make you get circumcised. Yeah, you got to go for it. Whoa. And even if you already are circumcised, you have to do like a Does sort it- of. Uh, uh, what is it called? Like a it's a it's a they call it a ritual uh, a, a ritual a symbolic con- circumcision. Does anybody does a rabbi put his mouth blood. on your dick with a no. moil? With with, a, with a, they really do pierce your dick. Yeah, they give yeah. You a, so it's yeah. like it's mostly not men. Oh, historically, <laughs> historically that's been true. Historically, I've, women I've, convert, men don't. I've never hmm. seen an an uncircumcised penis. Really? It's yeah. really gross. Have you? It's well, like a mound. We it's have. like a triangle. Well, that, except a flaccid one. The guy yeah. we were interviewing whipped it out. We but asked someone. It kind have of, you? it reminded me of a mountain. The guy we asked. It reminded me of like a, a glowworm never in a came sleeping across bag. One. And I, not for a lack of trying. I mean, I fucked a lot of dudes. Yeah. So it just, it didn't You've come never? up. I've never, I fucked a lot of dudes too. No. Nope. Not one. My problem you guys, is. Next time you're single, you need to get on a train to Austria. <laughs> Serious. I know trains that in Austria well don't always people. go well together. I was like, yeah, we've seen that story before. <laughs> Not to go to Austria. So do you guys remember the first time you had sex? Um. Oh, yes. But, well, I actually don't know if I do remember the first time we had sex. Well, tell them what I said to you. You want to hear moves. Tell them what I said to you. Right. So I was going slow. I was going slow. Oh, well, let me. Oh, I like, want to make sure I finish this I, This oh, thought yeah, of I the, the, the wedding. So I was telling Natasha about these different traditions. The truth is ultra-Orthodox people do not do that anymore. It's 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 an antiquated tradition, even among the most Orthodox. They usually will just That's go talk uh, talk amongst themselves <laughs> and then have sex that night at home. But Natasha was like, we should do that. <laughs> yeah. Because she's a comedian. Well, also, I, I, just... I, I was attracted to like what is the most pure version. Is that true? Well, I liked the idea of like a very pastoral, you yeah, know, like traditional. Yeah. Um, nobody does it anymore. And also she's also so she so she likes a traditional. Vibe. It's cool to like pick like to choose to do it yourself, though. And be like, well, this is so outdated. Like, let's bring it back for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like there was this other tradition called the Badakin that we did, which is like at the beginning, like all my girlfriends sit in a room and then all his friends are in another room and everyone has instruments. And then they put like a napkin over my face and then all of his friends in like a sort of cavalcade of music come in with all of my friends 
and everyone's playing music and they l- lift up the napkin to make sure it's me and not some ugly girl from the village. <laughs> you know, because that, that came from a tradition where people would be like, oh, this is Zydel. And then they would marry her. And it wasn't her. It was actually her ugly sister. I don't know oh, that that part's bummer. true. But Gr- the Grindel. last part, I don't think they did a lot of tri- trickery. <laughs> bridal, the, I don't think they did a lot of bridal trickery. That's what the, no, that's what it's the from rabbi the, it's said. From, it's from the Bible. There's a story about Jacob. Work. I think it's Jacob. Was it Jacob that worked for like you seven years? You know more years? about the Bible than I do. Yeah, I know this is an informative interview. Wow, well, you guys are smart. Oh, should we get to the more dirty stuff? <laughs> no, 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 I love I'm this. I love so this. No, no, in the Bible, but this isn't like a deep cut. This is one of the, the stories of the Bible where I think it was Jacob he worked for he went to someone's farm and he worked for like seven years to marry his daughter and because he he came to the well but that maybe it was in. Isaac he came to the well he saw the girl or I think Rachel I don't know one of, what you, Rachel it was, was a girl's name in the Bible name. yeah yeah they're all they're all Rachel ju- uh, hi it's me Rachel I'm <laughs> yeah, here Rachel. at the well and that just does not sound like a name I got 102 followers on Insta <laughs> he started the haircut <laughs> so no he went to the well and he saw Rachel and he's like I gotta have her and uh, and then it's like the Spike Lee film. He, uh, she's got to have it. He so he worked for seven years, uh, and then he was like, "Okay, you can marry my daughter." And then on then after the wedding, he lifted up the veil, and it was the ugly daughter. And he's, so that does happen. So he, no, it happened in the Bible. Bible. And then he worked seven more years, and he got the girl that he wanted. Oh too. my God, that girl, the ugly girl, must have felt so bad about I know. herself. Well, she still got to stay in the in the relationship with him. I was going to say she still well, got to stay in the well. I was like, oh, that's nice. so orthodox uh, marriages still do the bedaken ceremony. So the why do they do it? The, uh, because it's symbolic. It's, it's like a, Santa. It's a, yeah, it, it sounds exactly fun. Like Santa. That part sounds fun. Well, we tried to modernize it because we're a more progressive so, couple. So I actually put a napkin over my dick as well, so nice. she can make sure it was the dick that it she was chose. The right dick. Um, she was like, "That's small enough. That's the one." And but you guys did have sex so, in the room immediately after. We yes, did. while the while the ceremony was happening. No, or not the while party. the ceremony. Was I mean, happening. not the ceremony. The moment we stepped on the glass, we walked. It was at our house. We walked straight oh, into oh, our bedroom. That's perfect. It wasn't perfect. Because oh. the wedding ceremony was happening literally outside of our window, and I'm trying to like keep it up and and curtain. smash, and I'm like, what? It's hard to smash when the, your friends are outside. Sh- or your stepmother eating a turkey slider. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but we you you we made it. it. You yeah, did it. We consummated, and we did actually. I think at, we both had orgasms. Maybe. Is that true? <laughs> so romantic. Wait, uh, and then we put, put that. That bloody was the last one out. she had. We did have a a, a bloody sheet. We made we made a fake bloody sheet that said she's a virgin on it. Oh, I'll send you the link. You can post that as our picture. Yeah, <laughs> no, we will. So do you. OK, do you remember uh, back to the, like the first time you guys have ever, ever had sex? Like, was it I um, I think I said to her the move that she was impressed with. Because, oh, yeah, like, this I, was a good move. I was going do slowly. Tell. I was going slowly again because I wanted to make sure that like it was he waited serious. like three weeks. Yeah, we waited a long Whoa. time. <laughs> well, just I didn't want to like she was my friend. I didn't want to go ruin a friendship and then just be like, oh, forget it. Now I'll be awkward from now on. True. And you were and also to, like, comedians were calling me, telling me he was a player. And is stuff. that true? You never told me that. That's a that's oh. a well, guys. We fucked exclu- ex- yes, exclusive. <laughs> is that true? Who told you that? I'll tell you said that. Louis well, C.K. They weren't wrong. It was Louis. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. So if well, I was her friend and I knew, not that what you're doing is wrong either, but it's like, hey, if you like him a lot, like just a heads up, he fucks a lot. I think that's bullshit, man. I would never do that to somebody. What if I did that? Well, hey, just so you know, the girl you're with, very promiscuous. Well, just, not just that. I want not you in a know. bad way. That's why I'm like, it's not because what you're doing isn't wrong at all. But like, if if for if I was her friend and and he she was like, oh my god, I really have a crush on this person, and I knew that you tend to not like relationships, I might be like, 
Okay, just heads up. I usually his pattern tends to be, but maybe it'll be different. That feels, that feels haterish. <laughs> but maybe it'll be different. That's such a cunty phone yeah. call. But you know what? Maybe. But this, maybe you're the maybe one. Maybe you're, you're great enough to keep that, his attention. That's how you lose girlfriends. <laughs> that is true too. I mean, I, I've never done that to anybody, but I could see it. I definitely had that happen to me a lot. Where so here's the, my theory. We're on, like male comedians doing it to you. Oh, that's a dick move. Maybe they were jealous. I didn't date a lot of com- uh, comedians. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried to keep keep the uh, sort of you know I didn't want to cross contaminate. I tried Saturation. to. I yeah. tried to wipe uh, 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 front to back uh, when it came to sex. <laughs> no, you, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But uh, but no, I had a lot of people, a lot of girls that I would be out with would go. I hear you're a player, and it's like, by the way, I always, I've never, Rachel, I've never once, yeah, yeah. Let's get out of this well and go smash. <laughs> I've never once had a girl that said, "I hear you're a player," not hook up with me because of what they heard. Because the girls that heard I was a player that didn't weren't interested were not on the date with me they right. heard that were like fuck that i'm not interested right so it was just to be like i don't know what it was about exactly just so you know i'm on to you dick but, so his move but i was yeah oh. yeah tell what was move. so his move was uh we went was, out a few times watched a few movies they got increasingly action oriented and then <laughs> moshe was walking me i was walking him to the front gate and he said the next time i come over i'm gonna spend the night Ooh. How, how powerful yeah and then i was like and also your outfit you need to step it up a little you know so you i nagged her no i didn't it was a joke about being oh, powerful okay, and okay. negging one no. time a guy the best pickup line i've ever gotten was like have dinner with me and i was like oh yes <laughs> what do you like about that so much i don't know it was just direct and it was like he knew what he wanted but he wasn't too forceful it was like have, have dinner with me it was just like i met yes. this guy at a bar once and he brought his friend and i was kind <laughs> of into the friend and then uh, the guy who liked me who asked me out, went to the bathroom and his friends started making out with me. Wow. That That's was awesome. Hot. You got what you wanted. But then did he see... And then see... he came back? Yeah, what happened when the guy came back from the bathroom? We had a little secret. Oh! oh. And then you like gave him a handy under the table or something? I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't really remember what happened after, but that was like, That's I thought fun. that was like a good pickup. I had a girl once at a comedy club come up to me. She was on a date. Her and her date came up to buy a CD, signed it. He went to the bathroom. As he went to the bathroom, she gave me her phone number. And then we went out. Whoa! You went out with her? Yeah. Well, are they were they open? I, I mean, no. I he went out were. with her. He let her give him a massage and a hand job, <laughs> and then he I, left. I've heard instances of that, like very common. I, Wait, I mean, yeah. They were just she on a date. She gave you a massage and a hand job. No, no. I'm her, saying that's his idea uh, of a date. No, this is your idea <laughs> of my sex life. Is that it was all like back rub, sex, goodbye. But there was more to it than that. What else were? were but I mean, there? being a I, being like a famous male comedian, I can only imagine like because our unfamous male comedian friends get pussy, get pussy from this podcast. <laughs> so what they will like show me you? their DMs I'm on so Instagram jealous. after coming on the podcast, and I am honestly I'm floored. Yeah, oh, how much the podcast There's, leads to them getting laid? Oh my god, these yeah. chicks are are messaging. We them have and a high hot horror, listen, horror listenership. I got to listen. Be in a good, thirsty, thirsty, thirsty girl. Oh, it's great, but I mean, this is it's you know a lot of sluts listening, good. and we're and, and hosting. So Moshe doesn't hey. believe in sluts. Well, oh, I do. It's I not am. that I don't believe in sluts. I like, I, I, what a line! That's how you. That's how you slay. Uh, I don't believe and the you're next not time a slut. I, <laughs> next time I come over, I'm going to spend the night. Um, <laughs> no, it's not that I don't believe in slut. I always feel like I. It's, this is going to make me sound like I'm like trying to demonstrate how like progressive I am. But the truth is like. But I know that it's true. My mother 
like in like definitely modeled a form of sexuality to me when she fucked me as oh, I, when I was a young I child. Yeah, going it, it's going to a really dark place. <laughs> and no, my mother was like very evangelical about like women's sexuality being like, I know it's gross. It was the worst thing in the world, but it was true. Well, you didn't know it at the time that it was well, gross. You just like learned it. No, 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 no. I mean, it's gross. My mother, no, no, no. In the opposite direction that I oh. think you're thinking this is going. Oh. My mother gave, started giving me sex education. Too like, open. Oh, too open. Yeah. Oh. I always describe it as like, if there's such a thing as being too accepting of homosexuality, my mother had that. <laughs> she wanted a gay son. She, so 100%. Moshe every was year. also raised every with his... Year. Every year she'd be like, are you guys gay? We're, like, we're not yet. We're not gay. She's like, it's okay if you are. We totally understand that it's okay if we are, but we're not. I mean... Are you gay yet? But Moshe also lived with his grandmother, her mother, and he told me this story. He was like 14 and his, little, yeah, well, yeah, maybe 16. I started dating 16, girls. 16, he was dating girls and bringing them up. And his grandma stopped and bring, bring up to his bedroom. And she was like, you better be pleasuring them. She, no, like, my your gran- grandpa made me come what? every time. Yeah. She goes, I hope that you're satisfied. I know you've been bringing women around. I was like, yeah, grandma. She's like, I just hope that you're satisfying them. I'm, I'm, I'm like, on what fucking level? She's like, oh, no, on a sexual level. You know, grandpa oh Dick God. made me climax every... By the way, my grandmother fucking hated... Grandpa Dick's guts. She never, his name was Grandpa Dick. Dick was his name. She Wait. never dated another man after him. She hated him. Every anytime he would get brought up, she would, she would like go apoplectic with like resentful. He must have rage. really given her that dick. And and, oh. and that was the only positive thing oh I ever God. heard her say about my grandfather my entire childhood, which was was that he made her grandma come every time. They were hate fucking. Well, they the weren't grandma time. comes then probably. I know she, it was just a ma come. You know the thing is, my, and it it actually scarred me what? that conversation. Conversation. Yeah. I still can't have an orgasm Holy with shit. Natasha until I scream, you just got Grandpa Casher. <laughs> Guys, this has been Moshe hey. Casher. But your mother, I remember when I met your mom, not the not the first time I met her, but I remember once we were like walking down the street and his mom's deaf. So she's always like, you know, point, you know, we, we communicate, but, you know, through gestures. Did you give her a heads up that your mom was deaf? No, it was like, get, joke, it was I like, wouldn't. get out. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I would have been like, "What? Why are you looking at weird?" Like, I wouldn't have told her but at all. She picked up this magazine, funny. and we were walking down the street, and it had like like a sex. It was like the crotchless panties, crotchless panties, and she was like, "You should get this for Moshe. You should wear this." For oh Moshe. my god! Yeah, like she was like much. pointing at it and telling me, to, but like she's not doing it for attention. She's not she doing truly it. Just talks like she that. doesn't she have doesn't. boundaries. She's just a very was, yeah. open person. Deaf people That's... in general don't have boundaries. That's like a thing. I don't really? know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's like I didn't know that they're incredibly it was inc- crotchless panties it was they're incredibly <laughs> direct that's like like the famous thing about a deaf person is when they see you they haven't seen you in a few years like a, almost a famous axiom about a deaf person will they'll go oh you're fat now or <laughs> wow you've become <laughs> oh, fat oh it's like the honesty that children have yeah, just observe it observation they also fart they fart <laughs> openly but that's not about not having boundaries that's about not being able to hear farting you know so they <laughs> I hope I, this one's silent no yeah. they don't care there isn't a concept of silence they've so never it's heard like, a fart they know or everything is silent, so that's the norm. Right, and they know yeah. it. They but they've know, certainly smelled but they, it. They've <laughs> smelled it. Yeah, uh, but like, Heightened. yeah. But, but they, they, they know also that hearing people think that farting's <laughs> so like, funny. like embarrassing. They uh-huh. know that they're not dumb. They just aren't. It, no, it they're takes, deaf. It takes the <laughs> very good. I want to do a, give you a cheers with the microphone. No, but they, they, it's they know that it's embarrassing hearing people. But how could it synthesize into their experiential reality? Be embarrassed about a sound they don't. Right. They've never heard a sound. Because that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. They just no. What do you think they think it sounds like? I don't know. That's a great. They question. don't know what anything sounds like. <laughs> Yeah. So they don't. They, I've never met wow. a deaf person who doesn't fart openly. 
That is something I've never thought about. Also, oh how would God. you even know how to make, you know how we all have fart silencing techniques that we do with our sure. assholes? Ugh, I know. How would you know Hurts. when it was effective? Right. You wouldn't even have the information. I oh my God, one, I know. Sometimes I have to take my headphones I don't off. have that. Oh, that's right. Because your asshole is totally blown out. So it's always just like, <laughs> Oh, that's ah. You got a prolapse colon. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a f- an issue. In Some our... people like watching that in porn. I'm like, oh, God. to you, I say. Do you want Google that? We just saw Pink Flamingo and they do that in that film. Pink oh, Flamingo. Yeah. Oh, I was like, is that what it's called? It. John Waters film where <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a performer that gets up and he like is doing like asshole performance. Oh, I like, that was that. That's the only time you perked up in that movie. I was like, mommy. Movie. So my mother. Oh, another thing my mother did was she brought me when I uh, hit puberty. She brought me with her too. Do you guys have good vibrations in New York? Is um, yeah, I I know that's a sex store in. Uh, it, it was in Toronto. I went to in, one in the Bay Area. So I was like, I it's a, a Bay Area based. Uh, uh, so you had to buy one on the yeah. road. Oh, you got a yeah. road vibrator. Yeah, <laughs> it's like doing road like comedians do road laundry. You know, where you right. just like buy socks and underwear. Well, comedians buy do vibrator. road vibrators. That's uh, so. Anyway, my mom brought me to Good Vibrations. <laughs> And the men comedians just fuck the waitresses. Right. I know. It's right. so much more convenient because then security doesn't take out your vibrator and go, what's this? Oh, they're deaf Fucking too? idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, and mentally. My, yeah. my, my mom brought me to Good Vibrations when I was like 13 and was like, you can buy any of the uh, text-based erotica, lesbian text-based erotica that you want. What's the sign language for lesbian text-based erotica? I mean, lesbian is lesbian, like this. This is lesbian? But it looks like pussy, like, but it isn't. It. Oh, maybe it is, Like actually. you're scratching your chin? Because this is gay. This is gay, and this is a, this is a G, this is an L. Oh, this is a chin scintillating podcasting for the viewers I know, at I was going to say, that's why I'm, I'm kind of trying to narrate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good call, Corinne. But the Always le- here for you. The sign for lesbian definitely looks like there's a big old... Pussy, Pussy in your in face. someone's face, yeah. So she she <sighs> she got me like this kind of like pulpy erotica to masturbate to because she wanted... Your I mom get, did. My mom did, okay. yeah. Uh, mortifying, right? How old were you? Could you masturbate like to 13. something that your mom picked out for you, though? I would be thinking of my mother the whole time. She yeah. let me pick it out. Uh, yeah, she let me pick it out. But she, but she wanted was, it to be lesbians? Yeah, because she was like from that iteration. I thought she wanted you to be gay. Well, she's from that. Well, she knew I wasn't though. She she was from that iteration of feminism that thought that pornography was inherently uh, objectifying. She's old school, you know. So she's like, it's objectifying inherently. So let me get you this lesbian text-based erotica. So there'll be like ninety pages of expository prose poetry before you get to the pussy. You know what I mean? Like, and so that was her. Do you get to pussy in text-based? Yeah, but it's always like very empowering to the woman. Like how? What? How's it phrased? Even like. You've never read any of this? No. No. Oh, really? It's like kind of like, you know, I mean, it's always this like long story and build up about like. And you're supposed to be like jerk, like putting oil on the entire time when you read your porn. I could jerk off right away or do you read it, then jerk off to it later? No, Penthouse Forum is based on text based erotica. Do you know about Penthouse Forum? I mean, that's not the one we were in. Oh, that's that's not lesbian or or feminist, but it's it's Penthouse. It's a straight up pornography, but it's all it's these stories like I never thought this would happen to me. But I was riding on the subway today and a woman uncrossed her legs and was wearing no underwear. She made eyes at me, followed me. Yeah, that could you be know. hot. That's yeah, hot. It's like a story that That's would true. unfold. Yeah. So then you kind of know when to start like putting the lotion on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do the pages get ruined? I mean, it's it's like asking to ruin the book or something. They do. They do. And I... <laughs> No, I, I only read it once. I, and I, I remember. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was nice because it's like literary. You know, it was like reading. It was like reading. That's why story. you have such a, a full vocabulary. Do you, right. do you watch porn, Natasha? Uh, sure. Do you like not it? Is with it like, Moshe? You oh, do you never watch it. Oh, you don't? Together? It's so much fun. We've done it before. We've done it. 
Yeah. Did it not go? Because see, sometimes I'm like, that. don't pick that video. I don't like her. I was just like really into the Fine. prolapse asshole stuff and she mm. kind of wasn't. Were you really? No, no. I mean, because some, some people, people really are. are. No, I think that's really intensely gross. Not for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I wish I had never looked it up, to be honest. Oh, you looked that up? Because we started talking about it on the podcast and then I I was like, I have to see it now and now I can't unsee it. I'm thinking of I'll it right now. I'll never look it up. It's again. pretty, I'll never pretty hardcore. It up. Have you got, yeah, wow. That's different my than mom what we pro- saw. That was a tight asshole. No, that guy pushed John it out. Water- he pushed it out. Oh. Yeah. But prolapse is all the way popped, all the way out. Ew. Yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly. <laughs> I've seen it all, man. I mean, I haven't seen child pornography, but I've seen everything that's else. That's good. Um, <laughs> I've seen like, you know, you see, I've seen the Mr. Hands video. Have you seen that? What's that? It's where the guy gets fucked to death by a horse. He doesn't die in the video. He Jim Norton had a famous. He dies from complications. Yeah, Jim Norton had a famous bit about it. How does a horse fuck a person? Because so, does a person have to back up their ass on the horse's dick? That it's, is a huge. It's, it's dick. really intense. Okay, it, because the video yourself? you see the moment. Uh, basically, there's a man and he's bent over, and there's like a whole squad of guys, right? And they're mm-hmm. all like kind of involved. That's supportive friends, right? So he's bent over, and they're kind of guy. There's a guy whose job. Jim Norton does the best bit about this, just FYI. But there's a guy who's who's um guiding the dick into the man's asshole and the horse is fucking it. There's, there's an a, accomplice. There's like a whole, <laughs> and there's a film crew as well, you know? So there's a moment that you see very clearly and viscerally where the guy whose job it was to kind of guide the horse dick. I don't know if he got distracted or like horny or what, but you can kind of see him like he kind of lets go and is doing something else so that you can see it. And then the horse is like, Oh shit, it's time. Go and time. he just thrusts <gasps> all the way into the man. And, and, you, the guy still seems to be enjoying it. Can you imagine? But he died. Like, but he, died. he died later. Can you imagine died. like the the One the, less fuck the pre-production wow. meeting for that? Like. What's wrong with all these people? Yeah. I have Did he get paid? No, I think that should be called Mr. Head. I was just thinking of like, what's the name? Mr. Ed. What's the name for a horse horse fucking video? Horses are hot. I get it, but I don't want to. Oh, yeah. Like Equus, right? You ever see that play Equus? Oh, yeah. yeah. They always have like a really like muscular Mm. man playing Equus. Well, (laughs) I wonder, I've always often wondered about women uh, that do bestiality porn. Like, What's the pay differential that makes it worth it? Like you That'd know be really funny if the dog or what the animal got paid more than the woman. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like you do regular porn, you get like 150, and they're like, but if you fuck a German shepherd, it's 180. Like right, you would think right. you'd be like, maybe I don't like, need the 30. Maybe bucks. if you do bestiality porn, you weren't like raped by your father, you were like raped by both parents. By, or uh, raped by wolves. You were raped by wolves. I think there's also probably wolves. like that's that can be you you can corner the market with something niche, whereas uh the people who are doing like the regular porn are more Boring disposable. Porn. Because that's a problem, like becoming someone who's actually asked for again and again in the porn industry is nearly impossible. Is that right? So are yeah. most people, There's do so most many. people that do porn do it only one time? A couple times. Oh, really? Wow. A couple times. Yeah. yeah. We interviewed a girl, uh, a woman who uh, basically is only called to do uh, scenes with black men because the industry is also racist. Oh. So it's like she gets more work because they can call her to fuck the black dudes. But then... Uh, she's like kind of almost tarnished in the white industry. Whoa. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really weird. Super, a lot of racism. Wait, but then Honestly, ha- I'm very on board with that. <laughs> uh, you guys are saying it's fucked up, but it makes so much sense to me. Wait, That's- but uh, what about all these porn stars? There's just so many of them. But there's I mean, so many more people trying porn than are people that we know as porn stars. Wh- what is the locomotive force that keeps these women doing the porn in the first place? If you is watch it just Hot make- Girls Wanted on Netflix, I've it's seen a popular it. Do- I mean, it kind of gets into it. I it mean, felt- a lot of porn people that I've talked to that are like 
famous have problems with that documentary because I had a bit of a, a problem with side it. of it. Yeah, I mean, it has a slant. It's not, I mean, right, it's but dog, why not just but... why not interview one person like Nina Hartley who right. can say, okay, <laughs> right. and yet there is this other version. Right, because it's don't hard. Know. Well, when we interviewed Asa, she was like, I literally was walking down the street. I've always wanted to be a porn star. And some guy like approached me while I was walking with my boyfriend. He's like, hey, you want to do like naked stuff and be a dominatrix? And she was like, yeah. And she literally went upstairs that day. That is and the started. Hollywood she dream. Had yeah. She had always wanted to be a porn yes. star. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it worked out and she's never had any bad experience. I'm like, good for you. There are very few people. And I, and I, 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 See what you the the looks and but I, 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 know, I I'm making no looks. I, I just thought I totally under, like, I totally feel you. Though. It was like a compromise or something. Yeah, yeah. No, people want to be it. Yeah, um, or like well, that's yeah. a more current iteration of. But the, my mom is an old fashioned woman in that way, in that she thinks that it, pornography is inherently objectifying. Right. More, so when, yeah, the more contemporary version would be if a woman or a man, for that matter, so chooses and and wants to do it, it can be very empowering. You know, right. Which is why I I, wa- I want to be the argument, most I want to be know. the most progressive guy I can be. So totally, I'll well, download pe- as much pornography <laughs> as I can, and as That's I ejaculate, so nice. I'll whisper into the computer, "You go, girl. I will do that." Yeah, but you gotta listen. You gotta listen to the butterfly effect. The, this the new Audible Oof, series that John that'll Madison fuck did. Up porn because for it, it, are you consuming free porn? Or are you consuming porn that you pay for? Oh, I, I exclusively pay for, pay for porn. Do you really? Of course you? not. No. <laughs> never. Porn is like the Ew, Starbucks loser. bathroom of I the world. Know. It is for all of us and it is free. But honestly, the, the nicest thing you can do is uh, for the porn industry as a consumer of porn is purchase the porn. I know. I was going to do trench coat, but. What is the, no. wait, what's trench coat? Soya's thing. Well, it's, I don't know if it's out anymore, or, but it was her porn company. And, but I don't, I don't want to watch her. It, she's hot, but I just got gotcha. a weird thing, you know? Wait, isn't the, what is Pornhub seems to be within the like activist porn community? No, no, this no one guy Am I wrong? Fa- I'm, I'm, I apologize. I, I, I didn't know that either. I thought I they were, because they were behind the, the bill in Los Angeles to force women, uh, to force men to wear condoms. They were behind the counter Right. They just seem they positioned themselves as if they were activists. Totally. But a lot of a lot of think of all the companies that do like fake charity work to make themselves look good. I mean, basically, this one dude named Fabian, uh, where's live Brussels? Yeah, he lives in Brussels and he kind of has the market cornered on the porn industry and he's making money. And like these people are making nothing off the porn because it's all uploaded for free. Uh, to Pornhub, kind of like the it's like the Napster of porn. Do yeah, LimeWire. Do you pay for? Do you watch pornography? Uh, so rarely, I but after listening it, to the I Butterfly should. Effect, I was like, I should subscribe. But also, when I you will. pay for it, all of a sudden you like get your credit card info in, and you're mm. like. You, you you know it feels less anonymous, right? And ex- and exact and that you that's exactly how Fabian ended up making so much money because the shame that people felt in consuming porn. And I don't give a shit. Uh, so they were so they were like, oh, this is so much better if it's anonymous. A hundred percent. That's exactly. I remember it. when I found an ex boyfriend who I lived with, like his two duffel bags full of VHS. Porn. Whoa. <laughs> the old but days. but old that's school. like that's so dirty to think that someone has that, but like it's not that different it's than same, someone who's like it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. having a. Uh, Hold on your desktop. When I first started watching pornography, I would rent it from a in on VHS. Oh wow! And I would rent it from. There was a video store on my block that would allow me. Blockbuster, I don't think ever. Oh, they didn't have. They were very clean at Blockbuster. But there was a. They would rent me porns for some reason. I was not. I was not of age, but they would. And my we were we grew up their number one customer. (laughs) Yeah, we grew up poor, so we had a VCR. Uh, but we had uh, so we had a VCR. Uh, so w- our remote had broken, and we couldn't afford to get a new VCR. So I would be watching 
porn, and you know oh, how you like scrub. You, you know how you like, well, you know how you like scrub to the exciting parts. So yes. I would be like oh, jerking yeah. off, and I would have a broom in my hand, <laughs> and I would be jerking off, and I would be poking the fast forward button on the VCR. <laughs> Trying to get to the good stuff so I could catch a good You're like, we were nut. so poor. Yeah, <laughs> we were so poor. I had to jerk up with a broom for a remote control. Uh, what a Cinderella story. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's I actually true. came a glass slipper and I put it on Aww, Natasha that first night. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together total? I think we've been together for about five years now. <gasps> Is that true? Wow. Is that true, hon? That's long. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I don't know why I thought it was like twenty two years. Oh no, or something. No. Not twenty two. We we, uh, we we dated for like three years, and then we got married. And nice. she's my first, honestly. But the truth of this whole funny thing, love? she's my definitely my first real love and my first oh. real relationship. Is he for your first love? No, nah. not at all. Fuck it. Well, I've just been like I've had like two like ten two year re- relationships. Oh, so you yeah. So you you were more in the. You know, I was always kind of like living with people and, you know, getting in there. How how do you guys work together effectively? And do you get annoyed with each other? Do you get I'm Is it like too I'm much? trying to figure this out my own relationship? Um, well, uh, I think we don't either, either. Neither of us have like a big ego about like I remember one time I was dating this guy and we decided to write a script together and I like made like two changes and he took the script and like threw it across the room and started screaming. Whoa. And like, I had never sounds seen like that side of him. No, he was awful. But the point is- sounds like a male comedian? A lot of male comedians are crazy. <laughs> he, he wasn't a comedian. But the oh. point is, is like, I was like, oh, this person has like problems, you know? Like he couldn't yeah. collaborate. So it's like, you need to be with someone obviously who is an open person who isn't just like, oh, it has to be my way. My ideas are the best. You know, I right. think Moshe and I like, we're both just very open people. So we are able to collaborate. And you also were like our main writer on another period. Right. So, I, oh, it's a great okay. show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, Natasha created it with Ricky Linholm and they're, they're responsible. They're the engine that drives that thing. But I did work. I have worked on every season and was like sort of one of the main writers on the show. And I will say that having, I mean, this, I have to say thank you to my mother for, because like a lot, I do feel, I had these moments where I would feel like, Oh wow. A man, a lot of men in this situation, subordinate to their wife in this office, would be incredibly threatened by this. And I didn't feel threatened. I felt like super empowered by it because I was like, oh, awesome. I get like all my jokes in. And, yeah. Like, but even also, though, I, even though she like, can shut me down, like not in a bad way. Do you shut him? Like, do you guys like, yeah. I would only shut him down if I really didn't think something was a good idea. I'm right. not going to be afraid cool to with that. say that. I mean, I'm cool with that in the same way I'm cool with it in any writer's room, which of course, is that I you like, have to be cool. With yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. I fight, for the betterment of the project, then we're all good. Yeah. I fight for my ideas. I can fight for my ideas a little bit more on this show than I right. would on another show. Well, here's my question. Do you guys ever go home and then you kind of bring more home and you're like I got we gotta stop oh we had this rule rule. when we would uh, we would shoot another period at the Paramore mansion which is like this really beautiful 1920s like mansion in LA and then when we would like cross the threshold threshold. because we would walk there because it's right by our house so when we would cross cross the threshold at the end of the day to walk home then we wouldn't talk about wouldn't talk about work it's not even about work because it would just be like about like it would just be like resentment purging it's just like what's the point here right you know this just feels poisonous but um, I think we we've worked together pretty well, yeah. I, I I and I do I honestly do credit my my mom for like instilling in me this idea that like 
this whole like this whole notion that a that a man woman relational dynamic is supposed to be like power uh, asymmetrical power and also asymmetrical sexual experience. I, I I think they're actually weirdly linked, right? Like the a man's ideal in this world, like a, a gorilla man, is like my, I want I want to fuck thousands of women and I want my woman to have only fucked me, and I oh, you know, I, I want to make that. all the money and I want her, but you know it's just so like there's a lot like of men like that. that. Like I have a friend who's a comedian, and then her her boyfriend who's a comedian won't like follow her, you know? Really? Like, yeah. Cause people have egos and they have like that kind With of your partner. That's but there's a I lot mean, of men who have that. Like, what do you call it? It's like Viking energy or it's like, <laughs> it's like that well, kind of, but it's just first just like, man. Her. I, I like, I, I always, I always think like, Oh, we're it's 2017. There's no dudes that think that. And then we'll like, fuck it. Either talk to somebody in real life or, or sometimes even on the podcast of like, well, I don't want my girl to sleep with a bunch of people, but it's, it's cool. If I, they literally like, it's okay if I do it. It's not okay if she does it. I'm like, you see anything wrong with that? And they're like, no. And also, do you think that you have the residual sexuality of every partner? You're, it just stays in your pussy or something? Yeah. It's just like, hey, it's me, Brian. Yeah, you might remember like, for me from of? There was an article a- actually about just that, that oh, yeah? women do retain DNA from every <laughs> sexual partner. Yeah, who, that's like this a is so funny how every, every, every like statistic I, I say, you're like, like actually, in fact, scientifically, <laughs> you're wrong right. 100%. Only because we've spent number one so long doing the podcast. I love uh, looking stuff up. And then we, my best friend is getting a PhD in sexual psychology, just lucky for me. And so he gave me access when we were writing our book to all these studies. So weirdly, I spent hours reading them. So weirdly, you're saying that the guys are right, that it is like. Yeah, but it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay. I mean, there's some like things that people think that are true and it's fine. I don't know. It you doesn't know about bother the, me. You know about the, that there people are weird about black guys. Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah. That people are when racist. When you started no. being weird about it. Uh, yeah. No. That, uh, I actually read a study. On- that, yeah. According to this doctor of sexuality, <laughs> black guys are people are weird about them. No, that, that's, so there's the inherently sexist idea, like I want my woman to have only slept with this many people, and then there's this inherently racist and sexist, which is a nice double whammy, which mm. is I want my I want her to, to never have had sex with a black guy. Yeah, because they're they're what? I, in That's everyone's stereotypical brain. Oh, it's I met white men that are it's like about that. penis size. And it all like, comes back to like and that. also oh. leads back Crazy. to the porn yeah. industry because pe- right. because and the poor men don't want to watch uh, a a black guy fuck like a white woman because I th- you like men watch porn because they want to see themselves that. in that role yeah, right. and if it's this black guy with a huge dick like that doesn't feel like average Joe sitting at, on his couch. Wait, you do you know men who are like, I don't want my girlfriend to have had sex with a black man? I have heard that sentiment expressed. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's I, gross. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Gross. As, yeah. as if like, I mean, it, but really it's it like they own that pussy. Yeah, for sure. It's Ugh. all about it's oh. all about like weird white insecurity about. Oh, like, yeah. Once she gets fucked by that. I mean, as if every black man has the same size penis, as if every black yeah. man is a monolithic experience. Yeah, like, every black guy does not have a big penis. I'm and also sometimes and these, say that. these big penises like hurt. I know that's yes. the other thing. It's like I the only one I'd seen I almost had in my life. The guy, his dick was too big. And I was like, nah, that's not going to fit. You said and no? I left. Yeah, it looked, I looked at it and I'm like, ugh. I've also said no to a penis that was too big, but it never was like, to a penis that was too small. It was it's like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of cool though. I bet that guy was like, well, you know, didn't get laid tonight, but I'm going to call that a win. <laughs> but my dick is huge. <laughs> I always say yes and just grin and bear it. Is that right? What do you mean always? You mean you always used to or you always? Always now. Oh, exclusive. <laughs> Guys, we fucked exclusive. So you- many. You How guys do you say no to a guy? That's so sad. 
Because it's, it's you're like at pain. the place where you're about to have sex, and yeah. then you're like, I uh uh-uh, uh, that's I, well, I wasn't like. Would you at least mm-hmm. be like, oh, you know, I don't feel well? No, because go, it was too obvious. Did you go down I, on him? No, I couldn't fit in my mouth. Oh wow, this guy was big. Yeah, we so could, big. I did other stuff, and I mean, I think it's I think it's important if you think something is actually going to cause you pain to be like, I'm not ready. Right, and it uh, it scared me. I, I didn't know dicks could be that big, and I was alarmed. and like you said, it's not a bad reason. I mean, some it's going to fit in some hole. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to be fine with it. That's why people fuck horses. I would feel like if I was a woman, I would have done it. I would have t- taken the pain in order to have had the experience. I, that that you know it feels like well, I've done that too many times in my life. Yeah, okay, experience was enough. never worth it. I right. do that with <laughs> emotional stuff usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As with, a big, with big I'm, emotional dicks. Yeah, right? I'd be like oh, this is gonna be. I'll terrible. take the emotional dick, but not the physical one. <laughs> I, I right, because what if it like opens it bigger than it's ever been before, <laughs> and then it stays open? That, and then like and that is the change the, falls. And out then you're in pink you flamingo on Broadway. Right, no, but that's the idea of a man thinking about his girl being with a bunch of guys. Like, well, it's been changed. Her pussy's like the Holland Tunnel. I'm like, fuck you. You guys are on tour. Yeah, we are on tour. What's, what's, and, and I saw on your, you have like a pin tweet on your Twitter uh, wall of a video. You guys do like couples therapy in the. It's live relationship counseling. That's so fun. It's our third act. So basically what happens is uh, Moshe goes first and then I'm the headliner. Uh-huh, As it yeah. should be. No, no, no. We, we, oh, we, I'm so uh, mad. She just a black dude on stage every night. <laughs> it burns so, me up. So we, we, uh, well, Moshe's very hard to follow. So sometimes I'll ask him if I can go, if I can go first. But we usually do try to trade off. Um, I like we, that. One of us does a set, the other one does a set, and then we bring the the person that went on first back up for the third act, which is where we bring couples up on stage. And, and we've we, really been helping people, but yeah. also. Uh, it's been very funny. We've gotten some great wisdom. We've and... had, yeah, we've had some fun on this tour. Like we were in Miami and my closer right now is this joke about how uh, homosexuality is evil and wrong. And uh, <laughs> it's not a joke. No, it's, uh, it's uh, it's about how, how being uh, like you can't tell someone's gay by the way they're acting, that that's a that that's a illusion. You can tell you can make us you can like guess, but you're they're only acting feminine. They're not acting gay. That's the, the crux of the joke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, that's the big closer. And then. <laughs> It, but it's a, it's funny. And, I was gonna uh, say I was like, "Ooh, you sounds hilarious." It? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, okay. The, the punchline is like we can all tell that you know that we can all tell that that's true because we all know that there's tons of big old tough gay marines in Afghanistan or whatever, and then there's people like me, like, "Oh, I simply adore pussy. It's just my <laughs> right, favorite." Right, right, you know? right, right. And it's this big act out where I do this thing, and <laughs> and then, but the point of it is that you can't. Like, it's this rhetorical point where you can't tell someone's gay. There's no such thing as gay acting, gay. right? And then we call this couple up on stage and the guy's like bounding up, doing like rhythm gymnastics <laughs> on his way up. And he's, and he's like, with a girl, he's with this girl. They're, both, they're both 18. And he's Aww. just like, hey, I'm so glad to be here. And I just think that she blah, blah, blah. And the girl is like, they're both shake, like the girl's shaking. The, the girl, I go, what's your problem with him? She's like, well, sometimes, you know, well, he makes me go to Adele concerts and he always tries <laughs> to get up on stage. He rushes the stage and we're like, <laughs> Oh, it no. was so funny because and and what weird. Is, now, do you? Because we bring up couples on our show too, but we call them the fuck out, uh-huh. and it's it used to be uncomfortable, but now it's kind of fun. Well, they were so young, yeah. That what was actually more fun than being like, "Yo, this dude's gay," yeah, uh, was yeah, my friends get <laughs> was to just kind of like have a conversation, and uh, the the audience was like fully in. 
Yeah. And by the way, maybe we're wrong. Maybe my joke premise is true. Maybe he's just a fem- an effeminate dude. Although the 18 <laughs> part makes me think like, but at any rate, it was like a fun moment to have with the audience where they were kind of like, we were just like, well, you're 18. You're both going to college this year and you're going to figure a bunch of stuff out. This is going to be really cool. Yeah. And we actually had as so a many gift things. for them a bottle of rosé. Right. We brought, he was very excited. We brought a bottle of rosé that night because the hotel gave us a free bottle of rosé. We're like, why don't we bring it? And maybe one of the couples will like, will deserve it somehow. And then we were just like, oh my God, you need this rosé. Yeah. Absolutely. Aw. So that's, that's awesome. That was, it, that was fun. We, we always, it's always fun. As you know, you bring couples up. There's it always makes something. it fun because you never know what you're going to get. And, and you just kind of put on the spot and you kind of like to help people in front of people is is very unique and yeah, it's yeah really and that fun. like safe space where everyone's holding an iphone <laughs> well, yeah yeah like that's, what, that's why we're always like don't what happens here stays here because we that's kind of cool into it um, have you ever gotten in a fight on the road i'm sure we have right do you guys fight like, well i always let moshe kind of pick where we're gonna eat we're not a big fighter cut we don't fight a whole lot that's nice i'm sure we've gotten into a fight on the road I mean, we got a, yeah. You do yeah. have a very nice rhythm with one another. You really do, yeah. Oh, you think? Yeah. yeah. Wait, we got into a fight. Oh, the other night. Do you guys think this is, I should, we, we shouldn't talk about it probably. Wait, why? Why are you talking about it? Are I you mean, you, well, it? we haven't gotten anyone else's opinion okay. yet. So I would like, and these are two Exclusive. people we don't know. We were out to eat a, a while ago. <laughs> I love them. We were out so to honored. eat in, in, in Miami, let's say. Mm. And, um, and I had, and some friends of mine came okay. out to eat mm-hmm. and a friend of Natasha was also out to eat. And at the very end we of, split it, we yeah. all split it four ways okay. at the end of the, of the meal, she grabbed now this, just this, say what I did. This, she basically was look, this friend of mine, Natasha might've thought had had some cheapness at some points in our, in our relate, she okay. grabbed the receipts and started looking through them going, basically checking to make sure that my friend had tipped enough. And I was, so the question is, gauche, yeah. I, gauche, thank think, you. Yeah. But, but also, do you think that if you're splitting the check, don't you usually all talk about what you're going to? Yes. Everyone always says the number. I go, what did you write I, down? I, I want the waiter to get taken check care of. every time yes. and make sure that we're giving I the wait, same I waited tables for like two I decades. Wanna make, you want to make sure that the waiter or waitress is taken care of. And also that they like both of us equally when we leave the restaurant. But exactly. <laughs> and if your friend's a cheap fuck, you want to make up for it. But that's not the question that we asked. But it is the responsibility of the table to make sure. Yeah, but not if so post facto. You can't you, grab the receipts and look through what everybody put you on You were there. not being like, like you were doing it very obviously. She was sitting across I was, let me trying see to what not, Tim wrote on the chat. I was trying to do it. Just I was just like, I feel like as a as a former waiter like when i when, when we leave woman. when we leave when we leave the restaurant i just want to make sure everything's good because like i'm just aware of it totally uh, any friend i had that's been in the service industry is always like super just aware Specific. of of the tipping and it's I, like they're on my and side i know that now it, they are not on your side well <laughs> she said the word ghost it is it's super ghost to, to pick it up and do that in front of but i mean you have to there has to way to do it nonchalantly i was trying to and do it I nonchalantly was, he kept saying it's good it's good it's good I was saying oh, so you were calling oh, attention because no, i have no, i used to my mom used to check uh on my great aunt's tipping because she was tipping like 1920s <laughs> And, sure. and she, my mom would always have to slip extra money on the table. She just put like a ticket from World War II for pantyhose. Because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't molar. know. She didn't know. Yeah. So my mom would always slip like an extra five because it would be but That's all. what I did. What, I t- is the, I t- is the, what is the question? It's not we got, or not. So this was our most recent fight. Very boring. But we got into a big fight about it, which was basically 
that it's 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 socially wrong to be looking to make sure another person tipped enough in front of them. If you have self-consciousness and you are a server that wants to make sure waitresses are taken care of or waiters are taken care of, then your responsibility is to tip more than 20%, not to check to make sure yeah, you'd, no to one's over a cheap oh, to make up. See, yeah. I would check. You would check in front of a person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would, would, I, I, would you, I would put it under the table. I'm like, oh, okay, I just want to make sure everyone's receipts here. What cool. do you do if the uh, person has tipped 15%? Then I would probably uh, cross mine out and add a little more, but I would do it so I'm pretty good at hiding things. If one mm. person in the group that, tipped 15%, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's, that 15% is bare minimum. Yeah. Under that, we start getting into scary territory. Yeah, if, you did, if, if that person tipped 10% or lower, I'd be like, oh, come on. Because maybe I that person secretly felt offended by something the waiter did that's and is true. like using that against them. And, you know, but I you don't know, know what? These are, th- th- that's about the extent of our fighting. We don't really fight. Wow. Yeah, that's the biggest fight. Sounds like Damn. you're trying to brush off the fact that half these people are on my side. Half these people. First of all, for somebody that's so meticulous about tipping, you're certainly bad at math. There are two people here. Yeah, and half half these people. Get into it. Get into it. How can we, where else are you going on tour? Uh, we will and be. And how can we get tickets? Are you going to come? Yes. Well, Brooklyn. That is cool. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, we're going to Philadelphia on Thursday, and we well, love people yeah. in Philly to come. We're, we're this in Brooklyn. This is on Friday, though. Oh, well, then. Oh, okay. Well, oh, we push it. You said you had other shows this week, and that's why we, we, we pushed yes, it to the Yes, ha- we line. have more. Thursday is, is Philly, Instagram. and it will have been great. And then we <laughs> on Sunday, we will be in Chicago. Okay. Oh, got a lot then, of Chicago motherfuckers. Me too. Yes. Chica- you're gonna be. In- I'm going to Lollapalooza. Oh, that's another reason. That's why we haven't been selling the tickets. We should have. Well, maybe I, maybe I'll cancel and uh, go. Who's playing at Lollapalooza? That's so great. Everyone, Charlie XCX, Blink One Eighty Two. I love it. Yeah. That's who you're going to see. I'm going to see a lot of people. There's a ton of people on the list, like Muse, uh, Charlie XCX, The XX, a lot of X related. X Clan, Lord. X Lord, yeah. X Lord, yeah. Um, we'll be oh, Chicago that weekend. Well, Lollapalooza so weekend. Sunday, Sunday night, and, and then what's, uh, how do? Okay, go ahead. Oh, at the uh, where will we be in Chicago? At the we- Park West. Park West. At the Park West, and then on Tuesday we will be Tuesday. Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday that we will be in Minneapolis? <laughs> we will oh, be in Minneapolis, we Minnesota. Love Minneapolis. Oh, we got yeah. a lot of Minneapolis at motherfuckers. The women's yes. Club. That's, That's where, where we were. Yeah, my mom it? started it's it. It's fun. It's fun. No, she didn't. I was just doing was like, a, my mom's a feminist thing. Um, How's the room? Is it cool? It's really good. You're going to have a good time. That's exciting. It feels like a good high school auditorium. Oh, that, in a mm. good way, though. No, in a good... I don't know how to... I've been to ones that feel like that in a bad way, but this one's cool. awesome. And yeah. like, the dressing rooms were cool. Like, cool you old school your theater ones. You we, really, we really liked it. And the people there were amazing. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. And yeah. if I didn't like them, I would absolutely say it. So... Dude, uh, we have a lot of Minneapolis awesome. fans. Fucking go see them. Is They're there amazing. a place we could have been like, and you're like, we do not have any listeners in that community? Yeah, Florida. Oh, really? We oh, went no, to Miami. Miami. We have Miami. Yeah, not I that sold many. out. I almost, well, I sold like, it was like 200 people though. Like we had 200 we, at Glamour Plus was good. We don't in a have Spanish speaking <laughs> city. But we, we were like, we'd like Fort Lauderdale and somewhere else. And it was like, oh. we were begging people. Um, yeah, in Florida. Well, yeah. Florida's not really a, a, a comedy. And it was in between Christmas it's, and New It's New hard Year's. in Florida from what we understand. Because we, we wanted to go there and our agents were like, I don't think you want to go to Florida. It's not a good comedy. We had, a, we had a fantastic show there. It was really good. And we, we sold, I mean, we sold about that. And it was good. You know, they mm-hmm. were awesome. You know, a couple hundred people. And it was we really We got a fun. standing ovation in Florida. Hey, we don't mention that. But yeah, we did. Oh. Good for you guys. Uh-huh. Do you like ever like have after like a really good show, just like have sex and you're like, oh, we're the, we're the shit. 
Oh, we're just, just laughing like, straight through. Yeah. Really? Yeah, just like maniacally. No. no. But we ever, we do, we do, we, I don't think we ever have triumph sex. I can't laugh during <laughs> sex at all. Oh, okay, that's, yeah, For that's me, what I was tri- comedy triumph sex is where I fuck her, but I've got the triumph puppet on my hand. <laughs> right, all the time. helping you out. Yeah, and then she prolapses her anus and she says, for oh, me to poop on. Gosh. For me to poop on. For- oh, that's. That was a good. <laughs> where can we been- get tickets? Hey, go to. find you, yeah. MosheCasher.com. Or NatashaLegero.com. They're all available and we would love to see people in Chicago or Minneapolis. Do you compete who buys more tickets off whose website or you can't, you can't tell? <laughs> we probably could, but I have no idea. No, we Use don't do the that. code. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the strengths of our relationship is the jealousy factor is pretty much zero. That's, That's nice. Right? I love that. You agree? <laughs> Josh yeah. is like, oh, is it good? I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm really hoping you were seething with jealousy. I'm over jealous of, of his ability to do crowd work. Well, yeah, but everybody in comedy is jealous of that. <laughs> so good at it. Thanks. Come see it live. Ooh, you guys. I, I, uh, I actually, I'm going to see if I can come to the show on Sunday. That sounds amazing. Uh, thank you so much for being on, guys. Yeah. We fucked the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. I don't want to hear about your weekend, babe. I just want to sit here and stare in your you sit close to me And I move down the bench Cause I can't tell when the moment is right But nothing can podcast ladies and gentlemen mostly ladies put fit first with third love third love uses real women's measurements to create bras that will simply fit you better available in sizes double a through g and exclusive half cup sizes you can try one of third love's 24 7 bras for free for 30 days if it's not your new favorite return or exchange it for free go to thirdlove.com slash gwf now and try third love for free for 30 days again that's thirdlove.com slash gwf